Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 is the number to go ahead and text in here this afternoon. Don't forget, wide open third hour, I'll take your phone calls then. Uh, for now, we'll do two straight hours of nothing about updates, giving you perspectives, and uh, look, Mark Ronchetti's crime plan, uh, boy, more and more murders here. Uh, it was the number one issue, but suddenly abortion became an issue uh, in the state of New Mexico. I guess as it should or as it shouldn't. I, I don't really know how to position or layer this. But, you know, when the Albuquerque Journal and the various bloggers like Joe Monahan, you know, control the news cycle, they come out and they get to dictate the terms of which things will be argued. So they lay out, well, this is the priority. This is what people are. And they can misdirect everything. And we're 51 days away from the election. And uh, you've got a state to save. Do I think you can save it at this point? Well, you heard uh, me yesterday and I was not very optimistic. Uh, we talked in a very nebulous sort of way during the third hour about, uh, you know, the overall perspective of why things are as they are. And it has to do with just people just not lining out uh, their values. And I think the libertarians, particularly with Karen Bedoni, uh, despite our best efforts to go ahead and uh, kind of uh, remove that sty in the eye of uh, really productivity, any kind of further growth in the state, uh, we're trying to push Mark Ronchetti best we can. Mark Ronchetti spending an inordinate amount of time out there on the streets and it absolutely ridiculous front page article for uh, Karen Bedoni uh, that uh, they decided to go ahead and run. And the whole thing was just focused on what she's spending money on, how she's spending her money, that she's drove driven 180,000 miles in her car. By the way, that is a fat lie. As fat as she is, it's a fat lie. There's no one who spent over 18 months spending 10,000. There's no possible way. Trust me. Not on the amount of money. I calculated the gas prices. I calculated, I'm like, this isn't even close. But no one's going to question that because it's all about keeping Mark Ronchetti out of power. It's all about pushing Michelle Lujan Grisham into power. And you have a divided and broken up, let's say conservative, freedom-loving, liberty-minded uh, people just all fighting amongst each other. And the timing of this you know, crap that's going on amongst, I think, just about everybody. I don't know what it is. There's something in the water, Rudy, these days. Uh, it's just absolutely, uh, you know. You got to wonder. You, you got to wonder because, I mean, it really just seems like we are working against ourselves. And then, you know, here's the man who's trying to do some good things. And I don't care where you are uh, with this. Mark Ronchetti's crime plan, take back our neighborhoods. And I'm just going to go through this and you got to start sharing it. Albuquerque Raw counting 128 murders at ABQ Raw. Uh, I've been a subscriber of ABQ Raw. Um, I don't like the fact that they post everything on YouTube, which anybody can get to, but me because I've been banned from YouTube. Okay, well, We don't need to go into the details of all of that, but YouTube, if you leverage those type of things or you leverage Twitter, you leverage any sort of social media, look, folks, these people aren't worth their worth if they have not been banned from these ridiculous platforms. You've seen Facebook. We were banned off of that. You, all of these things. If you're worth your weight, you can no longer uh, interact on those platforms. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham has made it easier to be a criminal and cop than cop, than a cop. And we are now the second most violent state in the nation. Rudy uh, created a page. Thank you, Rudy, for doing so about crime. We're going to read those crime rates once again. 
It's about to change with the governorship of one Mark Republican, Mark Ronchetti. The Ronchetti crime plan will restore law and order in New Mexico. And catch and release is his first point. We've been talking about that for a long time. That's a long, arduous process, but we got to at least turn it around. He says, in Bernalillo County alone, police officers arrest two offenders every day on average who have been released from jail are, are committing new crimes. And we're also finding out that a number of them are illegal immigrants. And we are a sanctuary city. We are a sanctuary city. Oh, yeah. Come one, come all. By the way, people love hearing Rudy. Come one, come all here into Albuquerque, New Mexico. Open the borders. You know, no problem with this uh, two million plus. We're going to get into that. Republican Ron DeSantis is absolutely killing it, uh, and he is feeding it. And you have to have other people from other states, right, fight against him. But we'll talk about immigration a little bit later. Mark will shut down the revolving core of criminals by ending catch and release. Got the details there. Fight for tougher laws. That is hard. We've enabled our criminality uh, here in the state of New Mexico uh, to the teeth, to the hilt, as far as we possibly can. He will work to expand three strikes laws. Good plan. Get dangerous criminals off the streets. He'll create mandatory penalty enhancements. Hard to do. That is going to be bit, very difficult, but at least he's going to push in that direction. Increase penalties for crimes. You saw, well, they don't even want to criminalize any sort of speeding on the roads. I think that's dangerous. You've got to do the broken door. I mean, the broken window stuff. You've got to arrest for the smallest amount of crimes and keep people accountable. I still remember the one time that I stole a magazine over at Albert, Albertson Supermarket. And when I did that, you know, it's like, you're going to go and return that, Eddie. My dad, you know, you know my dad, Rudy, how Absolutely. he is. And the way that it goes is you do the, you have to do the right thing. And you learn that at an early age. My kids never spank them. They're so afraid of being shamed or feeling embarrassed. That's just the way it is. Our criminals don't, but we, they're justifying. They're celebrating. We're celebrating serial killers. We're pushing out serial killer paraphernalia. Secure the border. Big plug. Huge. You will fight to secure the border by deploying the National Guard, creating a border strike force with the Department of Public Safety that will not only help secure the border, but also seek to disrupt drug cartels in the state. They have run rampant, more so now than ever. I am not sending my kids out for a trick or treat this year, treating, excuse me, this year for that very reason, because fentanyl is so plentiful and they're sitting there bragging why are you bragging about seizing a million fentanyl? How is there a million fentanyl pills? That's the question. How did that get here? Or was it made here? Are we now manufacturing? Are we going full Heisenberg on this whole thing and manufacturing our own fentanyl? Absolutely. I think that we are. Well, end the state sanctuary policy for illegal immigrants who commit crimes. Finally, send the immigrants back to their country. They do not deserve or belong here in this country. It's time that we make that push that out front. We know where so many criminals do come from. We also know where some of the hardest working entrepreneurs do come from as well. The biggest people who are against illegal immigrants are the immigrants who properly came in themselves and worked to be here. Fund and support the police is a no-brainer. How is it that we're not all just saying at this point, yeah, even the Democrats are saying fund the police, fund the police, because we know it's bad. Crime is rampant. It couldn't be worse. These Democrats and these uh, lawlessness that is going on and other uh, liberals out there, same things, and finally targeting illegal drugs. There should be no rehabilitation. There should be no ability 
for us to slow down on the war on drugs. You're never going to fully stop it. We have to start criminalizing again, but we've legalized weed. We've legalized everything at this point. Oh, that's okay. Look at the THC stuff. Read Alex Berenson and understand of the psychotic episodes that are now happening with these people who are taking in a bit too much. Back after a quick break, we're going to touch on Ron DeSantis. That's up next. I'm very excited about him. Back in three. Thanks for listening. here in the Kiva. Well, DeSantis has had an absolutely stellar, stellar financial reporting reporting uh, quarter here. Uh, so it's so stellar that this is prime time, baby. Ain't nobody going to be able to compete with this. Not even uh, probably Trump at this point. Um, Shatter's all-time fundraising record gives money to other Republican candidates. So through all of this, as you're kind of already dealing with everything that's here, uh, if you actually cared about me, you probably wouldn't send me texts like that. Let's just put it that way. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' political operation raised a historic $177 million more than any other governor in the history. And it was before he sent 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard last week, which erupted into this week's top national news story. In fact, everyone's talking about it. It was such a huge win. And they're trying as hard as they can. The liberal media is just going nuts. So if you are an anti-legal immigration hawk out there, someone who's like, oh, we're going to go back to the things that Donald Trump was talking about from the very beginning. And I think he literally started out with this. The bring it, right? I think he started his whole, and it just pushed him and put, and then DeSantis is grabbing it all over again, except we're doing it inside this country. And I think it's absolutely awesome. I think it sends a strong conservative message going forward of something that we desperately need on all fronts. Well, uh, how bad do we need it? Mm. <sighs> Read and we folks rest at us Southern crossing surpassed 2 million for the prime in history. How do the Democrats have such colossally bad timing? Why is it that they just can't pick paper and read and understand what's happening? Why, why, why are they having such a difficult time understanding that? You put your police officer, or your sheriff, or whatever you got down in Texas that nobody knows, nobody cares about, and that's what you're throwing up against Ron DeSantis? Or better yet, the law and order that needs to be reestablished in this country? It doesn't stand up to 2 million illegal immigrants with fentanyl, by the way that they're bringing across the border because they have to pay their way. How do you think they pay their way? Do they, they, they have, they come from jobs. Well, you know, I got to wait for my check to clear before I decide to go ahead and cross the border. Yeah. Try that. Yeah. That works. None of them are unemployed. None of them are employed. And here's the latest news coming in right now. Country singer Luke Bell died near the border of Arizona after a fentanyl overdose, after going missing. It, it, it hits all kinds. KUGN reporting ABC nine on Tuesday died at the age of 32 in Tucson after going missing six days. A autopsy report from the Pima County medical examiner's office 
That's about 100 miles south of Phoenix, Arizona, on your way to Tombstone in some very, very conservative areas. As conservative as Eddie and Lee County, four out of five people supporting Donald Trump. But just in case they decide to go after him, we're going to talk about Trump in a second. It, it's not looking good, at least as far as the Trump attorneys are talking. Remember, my attorneys were the same as Donald Trump's attorneys for the congressional run. Remember what happened there. We fought as best we could. They're like, you know what? There's nothing else we can do. You've got nine Democrat judges, I mean, Democrat attorneys going against you. But I digress. Let's go back to the illegal immigrants that have been arrested. This is over 11 months, folks. 203,598 203, encounters along the southern border in August alone. That's a 2% increase over July's figures. On the August total, Border Patrol said 157,000 of those were unique migrant encounters, meaning they've never tried to do this before. It's increasing. The strength of the dollar is absolutely horrible for the rest of these countries because their economic, any advantage that they have is just dissipating. We'll talk later on about how FedEx is saying we're going into a worldwide economic depression. In addition to the brownouts and the rest of the stuff that will happen, folks, during, I was talking with a friend, a longtime advertiser into my station, Matt Moxley, and we were talking about, you know, what's happening out there, what people are doing. He, of course, owns True West Landscaping. We're talking about how people's confidence has just completely dissipated. How do we do that when we have this much money and this much economic growth and this level of low unemployment? Well, it happens when your dollar doesn't go as far. Everyone's whining. Everyone's bitching. Everyone's complaining, right? Well, they're doing that twice as much in developing countries, or we should say lesser developed countries, places like Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba. They are driving a wave of migration across the Western Hemisphere. What do we know about all of those three countries, socialist or full-blown communist? It doesn't work, folks. They're failing. And they're dying off and they are for their very survival trying to come into the United States. We don't have the jobs for them. We certainly have the cash. That's what's driving them here. But imagine if these people could all get jobs coming into the United States, where's inflation going to go? Does it go up or down? Up. That's right. We have to have a higher level of unemployment. We need to lose at least. We've already, I've already told you this before. About eight to eight and a half percent is the real number of, as far as unemployment. Because of these shadow numbers that are sort of popping in, you can see that this stuff is not holding up. It's not passing muster. What Governor Ron DeSantis is doing, and hopefully he does that in a couple of years, if he is indeed the guy that ends up being nominated to become president of the United States, are the right choices. And they're right on the tails of everything that Donald Trump was doing when he was president. These lax immigration policies are absolutely decimating our country in the long run. The next decade, they will be, that will be the new normal going forward. Two million plus people in the last 11 months. And you have the audacity to try and politicize this in a time when you're seeing those types of numbers? So what, is de uh, what does DeSantis have to do? I mean, this is all the left is talking about. I'm watching a lot more left-wing media. I'm paying attention to a lot more left-wing media. You just see how crazy it is. 
I'm reading more of the New York Times than I've ever had to. Watching more CBS News, watching NBC News on on the Roku device. You know, you can see all of these news and they all lead with the same thing. doesn't matter if it's San Diego or New York or Philadelphia or Chicago. It's all the same headlines. The same headlines in all those big cities and they're ruining this country. DeSantis slapped down that sheriff who launched a criminal investigation into his flying of 50 Venezuelan migrants. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. Well, Martha's Vineyard, and they should be able to accept them. And I, I just don't care. But if it's a sanctuary city, he has the right to send them absolutely everywhere. Check your laws. Check your rules, folks. He can absolutely, if they're already in the United States, traffic them, if you want to use that word, liberals, to a place where they're going to be taken care of, where they're resourced, where they've passed the laws, where they have stated explicitly that they want them. He pointed out the hypocrisy of Democratic Bexar County Sheriff Javier Salazar for probing him when it was his in his jurisdiction where migrants, 50 migrants died in a trailer tractor over the summer. The same number that he transported to Martha's Vineyard. You heard Bill O'Reilly last night. Oh, Nice, cool breezes, air conditions, a perfect time to be there. DeSantis challenged other politicians and voters to find smaller levels of outrage at the shocking incident, and he is winning the argument publicly. And the numbers are there, and they're showing up on his bottom line, $177 million, right? You don't vote with, uh, yeah, you vote two ways first before you ever vote at the polls. One is with your money. And two is with your feet. Where do you go? What do you do? Who's prospering? Who's not? New Mexico is at the end of its rope. I told you yesterday that all those doctors at the the Veterans Affairs and look into the information, it's all there. You pay attention. Deming, New Mexico now has all the Veterans Affairs doctors. Our veterans, many of them homeless, do not have appointments any longer at the Veterans Affairs because they're saying, you know what? We can't accommodate you. We've got to take care of our illegal immigrants first that are down in Deming, New Mexico. Certainly, Carmen can testify to that. I tried to reach out to her yesterday to talk about that, but that's what's going on. Was Deming ever made whole on that money? Certainly, they weren't. Mark Ronchetti's plan to go ahead and reinstill and reinstitute the National Guard isn't something that's necessary. It's the only thing. The first action as governor that Michelle Lujan Grisham did is everything opposite that DeSantis is now doing. Florida's first in just about everything. New Mexico's 51st in just about everything. Do you see the difference yet, New Mexicans? I think it's pretty easy to see what is going to prosper. So what is uh, the, the little salvo and update today for DeSantis? What's he doing? How much is he scared? How, 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 how fearful is he of all this negative stuff? He's got $177 million. They're talking about him as president. Biden brushed off a reporter's question about DeSantis' apparent plan that he just stated today to send another plane load of migrants. Yep, he's doubling up to the president's home state just days after targeting Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Biden said he should come visit. We have a beautiful shoreline. Well, for now, wait till you see all those illegal immigrants coming into your sanctuary city. 550-5500. Hey, maybe we should tell Biden, why don't you come visit? No, he doesn't need to. We're the national popular vote here. Back in three. Thanks for listening.
bottom of the hour, 434 here in the Kiva on our way to, wow, it's just the best time of the year here. And uh, it's election season. Mark Ronchetti, don't forget, secure the border, he says. Mark will fight to secure the border by deploying the National Guard and creating a border strike force within the Department of Public Safety, DPS even. Not just the federal government, right? It's uh, not just the National Guard. It's all hands on deck, and it's got to be. And uh, don't forget, Ron DeSantis came and uh, jumped in for Mark Ronchetti, and he raised $177 million. Might, might, I'm just going to put it out there right now, just wishful thinking we're going to do a little conjuring, right? We, we don't have any control over this stuff, but maybe if we put it out there, it'll all come back to us. Uh, $177 million. Ron Ketty, could you uh, maybe get a little bit of that money? Maybe a couple mil, cool, a cool couple mil uh, to go ahead and carry uh, New Mexico. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be, send us, uh, you know, a few hundred migrants, uh, legal immigrants. They're taking them to, uh, over there in Deming. It's their sanctuary city, right? And then uh, on top of that, give Mark Ron Ketty $2 million. It seems to me uh, to be a formula for success. I think it could be because it drives these Democrats absolutely crazy. And let's just comparatively speak, you know, in terms of actual money, do they cost us money, legal immigrants? Oh, they're bringing their, their, their work ethic. Mm -hmm. They're working hard. You can pay them under the table. You can pay them. You can do all these things. Cheat. The Federation for American Immigration Reform has crunched the numbers and calculated that the millions of new illegal aliens who have entered the country since January of last year will place a more than $20 billion burden on the system each year for the next 10 years. $20 billion for the next 10 years. Uh, carry the one. That's $200 billion, right? The analysis is based on $1.3 million released into the U.S. by immigration officials, as well as the approx- approximately $1 million gotaways, as they call or called. Or illegal immigrants who have slipped past overwhelmed agents. Fair calculates that each illegal immigrant cost $9,232 a year to support. Are we racist? Are we xenophobic? Are we crazy? No. That's a lot of money that we don't have to pay for that stuff. Why don't we send it to Martha's Vineyard? More for Martha. It's more for Massachusetts. More for the Northeast up there. The, the very blue Northeast, by the way. We can't pin down a precise number of illegal immigrants entering the country because of the massive numbers of gotaways in that slip through. Martha's Vineyard. What did they do with those illegal immigrants? <laughs> the sanctuary city. They, uh, the very thing that they accuse Ron DeSantis of, they did. The next day, they ship all those illegal immigrants to Cape Cod by ferry. Then they summon the National Guard. Like, how are we not winning that argument? Remember, Michelle Lujan Grisham removed the National Guard. She brought in illegal immigrants, right? She said, yeah, come us, bring us. Yeah. You remember how we stopped those ones that were going up to the uh, center when I started screaming about the uh, number of only male 14 to 17-year-olds that were going to where? Glorietta. And I immediately went to guns on it. We went out. We, there was no statement from the Republican Party. There was no statement anywhere else. But we made a gigantic deal. Go back and look it up. You can look that stuff up. 14 to 17-year-olds were coming here and then, well, disappeared the next day. You might remember the relocation where we're not able to have the 4-H club. We can't have their meeting at the fairgrounds. We can't do any of these things because we need to go to make room. for. It's always the illegal immigrants that we have to bring. We have to take care of these people. 
9,200 bucks a pop. And now we're moving our veterans out of the way. Like Democrats, you can't keep this under wraps anymore. If there was some actual honest reporting by 4713 and the like, we'd actually be able to see an actual plan from Mark Ronchetti about securing the border, about the crisis that exists in New Mexico on so many fronts, crime, drugs, resources, all committed first to illegal immigrants, folks. That's a problem that needs to be solved. It's not an opportunity to create more votes and having more open hearts. When we're 51st in every category, we can't support them in the classroom. We can't support them in our economy. We have no jobs for them. Thank God this man continues to do the very thing that we need him to do, which is Ron DeSantis leading the way. While Donald Trump gets attacked, he's very good right now. We don't need him out front and doing anything. Let's see what happens. He's done his endorsements. He's going to move around things. But at this point, it's sort of a take it or leave it. Donald Trump, I mean, as good as a man can be, never been elected to office, becomes president, and then he somehow becomes the most vilified human being on the planet in the history of this world at this point. Just to say his name, we need to strip that away. What was he good for? What did he do? What did he accomplish qualitatively? And then address it with a bunch of new candidates who are willing to stand behind it, and they don't have to say Trump's name. And have Trump get behind each of those candidates where appropriate in those red states to raise more money. There's still a whole horde of Trump supporters out there. Because if not, in two years, we're going to get, I've already told you, Michelle Obama or this guy, Gavin Newsom. Is this guy running for president or what? He is going to be on that ticket, either the top or the bottom of that ticket. Because they're trying to get to that national popular vote. They're 72.9% of the way there, folks. 72.9%. Our state has already voted. We don't want to matter. We don't need to matter here in New Mexico. We're going to go with the national popular vote. Gavin Newsom challenged Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to a debate he wants nationally televised on CNN. Do you think DeSantis has time for this? Go look at the train wreck that is your energy crisis, that is your immigration crisis, that is your drug crisis, that is your homeless crisis, all in California. This is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi, the third most powerful person in this country, and he wants to create a distraction. He's going to send out money. This is why Mark Ronchetti is going to get some money from none other than Ron DeSantis, not from the Trump campaign. He's going to get it from Ron DeSantis. We're going to have an additional $2 million to flood those airwaves during a time when, whoa, the streets are clean. We got the balloon fiesta. Bears out of the way. Look at all the good things that the Democrats. The Democrats are good two months out of every four years. And that's the two months right before they go in to get elected. Am I right or am I right? You know I'm right. We see this all the time. And you're conveniently, because you've been drugged or drunk or whatever, just sort of misplace all those horrible memories of what you're experiencing because you're not alive. You're just pushing those things to the side. You're trying to forget about it. Gavin Newsom issued the challenge after Florida Republican flew roughly 50 migrants from Venezuela, from Florida to Texas, via Texas, to Martha's Vineyards in Massachusetts on Wednesday. New York, the man who will not shut up. First black mayor, New York City. Shelters now are so overwhelmed by the migrant crisis that Mayor Eric Adams, well, remember, we're a sanctuary city. We can, they should, they, how many, how many uh, uh, people have moved out of the state of New York? Like 1.7 billion. I don't know. I have to go back and look, something like that. How many people have moved out of New York City? 
like nearly seven, eight hundred thousand in the last couple of years. People have left. You have plenty of resources, plenty of empty buildings, plenty of empty opportunities for these sanctuary, uh, your sanctuary to work out, right? What are you going to do? No, we're going to, it's like the COVID crisis. Donald Trump sent the barge. They never sent anybody over there. We're going to have to go ahead and uh, do a makeshift uh, hospital out on the shore to keep these coronavirus patients out there. Remember that whole spectacle that they created and they never even used it. Mayor Eric Adams is suggesting using those very ships and cruise ships as temporary housing. All they can do is further victimize and, oh, you did this, and I can't believe you did that, and, wow, you brought these people here. Don't you care about human beings? What kind of, what kind of republic, what kind of human being are you? We examined everything from the legality of using any type of cruise ship for temporary housing. That's what they're spending their time doing? We're looking at everything to see how do we deal with this. The Post is having a field day with it. They love when Eric Adams shoots his mouth off because he does not know what he's talking about. Between buses and ships and all the various other things, shouldn't he be able to go ahead and accommodate this? Because, you know, Sanctuary City, that's the friendly policy, right? The city of Albuquerque, we have sanctuaries. Oh, the fairgrounds. We're saying you could come here, but you're not allowed to work. That's unbelievable, Adams said. Noting the shortages in sectors, including food, healthcare, and transit. Uh, what's that beautiful ship? Where's I wonder where it's going. Oh, it's hanging out in the harbor. There's a bunch of illegal immigrants out there. Nothing says separate like keeping a bunch of people in a place where they can spread disease, right? Oh, my God. Can you imagine a coronavirus outbreak on a ship? What's the word? First public health. Oh, Carnival Cruise Line has lost a lot of money. They had to keep a ship out for two additional weeks to go ahead and keep the disease away. They're keeping the passengers separate. Well, that's exactly what is going to happen right there. These people are absolutely out of their minds, stupid. And queen of stupid, Kristen Gillibrand suggested relocating newly arrived migrants to upstate cities that are experiencing unemployment issues. That can also score municipalities serious federal funding. Oh, not only votes. The money will follow them as well. Back after a quick break. Thanks for listening. Why can't we all just stick together? What's hard about that? We're uh, looking down, staring down the barrel of, what, 51 days? We just just can't? Oh, you got to go full Mitt Romney on us, do you? Yeah, this idiot, Mitt Romney, urged Biden to run for president, according to a new book. That's right. You have to run, he said. He told him to run back in uh, 2018. And this, of course, from a Red State writing about this. But uh, this is what we see. Mitt Romney, why would he be talking to Joe Biden, urging him to run? Or, hey, maybe the Dems are actually funding ultra-white right. (laughs) Did I say ultra-white? I think I did. (laughs) Ultra-right candidates. Democrats have spent $53 million to boost far-right Republican primary candidates in nine key states. It's part of their controversial election strategy. Right? The very same people that they're constantly clamoring, right? Because they need an enemy. They need to go ahead and have somebody... Oh, stoke those fears. Look what they're doing. They've got more money. They're louder. If you don't step it up, that's going to be, we're going to go back to the Trump times. 
Democrats have spent more than 30 times what the GOP candidates were able to scrape together themselves, according to a Washington Post analysis, folks. So much money, does it matter? The answer is, well, not to the federal government. All the stuff that we spent most of the hour talking about crime, we let off with Mark Ronchetti's crime plan. We moved into, well, the National Guard and the huge explosion of what DeSantis is actually doing. And then, of course, his money and how he's winning the argument, how maybe some of that money comes here. And there's a reason for that. Remember, um, <clears throat> Democrats don't mind giving it to the 53 million to far-right candidates so that they can make themselves look better. Be afraid of them. Look what we need to do. We need to get out and vote. Vote twice if you can. Federal government has sent $1.3 billion excuse me, in COVID-19 relief to people in foreign countries. Yeah, that's, that, we got so much money, we'll just send it to different countries. I didn't get any of that money. I don't know about you. Did you get, get any of that money? Not me. SBA handed struggling small businesses and nonprofits up to $2 million in loans through the COVID-19 economic injury disaster loans, as well as grants and advances, but the agency did not properly detect certain foreign IP address applicants. Guess what happened? They sent them $1.3 billion in funding, according to the Small Business Association. That's okay. We didn't need it. We're good. We just print out trillions of dollars. We'll, we'll be just fine. We'll just keep, you know, slinging into a strong economy as long as we can print, as long as there's ink in the printer. That's what leads to inflation. And you just saw those numbers. We're about to see the interest rate hike, hike, hike. A one, a two, hike, hike. Yep. It's all there, folks. That's all you're going to get until the end of the year. Probably at least three quarter points one more time. That'll be coming here very quickly. And then you've got a couple of half point increases. We'll be over 5%. Mortgage back to, whoa, we're over 6%. Inflation rose more than expected in August, continuing to create severe financial pressures for U.S. households. The LBS, the Labor Department said that the consumer price index, a broad measure of the price for everyday goods, including groceries, rents, rose 8.3% in August from a year ago. Fox Business with the story on that one. That's okay. Inflation, it's, it's not, at least, at least our taxes didn't go up. But they're, they're giving us some money, right? Uh, 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 no. Remember the CPI, I just told you 8.3%. <laughs> Yeah, you spent more on taxes in 2021 than on food, clothing, and health care combined. That also, according to the BLS. Americans in 2021 spent more on average in taxes than they did on those three items. According to the Table R1 in the BLS Consumer Expenditure Survey, consumer units spent an average of $15,495 on food, clothing, and health care combined while paying an average of $16,729 in total taxes. Don't take the money. I think I used to play that song at the very beginning when they started printing us like, you know, the bleachers have a great song. Guys. Don't take the money. Don't take the money. Don't take the money. They get their hooks into you, and then they just keep going and going and going. It's like, well, you got that from us. You got that from us. Well, you got that from us. Well, we're doing everything to help you. We want to be your friend. We want to make sure that you're successful. Most famous nine words. I'm here from the government and we're here to help you. Scariest nine words Ronald Reagan said is something along those lines, right? Right? Yeah. Right. right uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
How bad is it? Is it bad just for us on the right? Or is it, is it bad just for small business? No, no, it's bad for everybody because CNN, what is going on at CNN? They've just gotten rid of everybody. I don't, they're just scrapping. No, is it like Don, they just all, we're, we're done. Our narrative's dead. I better salvage some level of semblance of, of my credibility, I guess, at this point. They were in the middle of covering their favorite guy, Joe Biden, celebrating his passage of his Inflation Reduction Act. And they cut away, noting that the Dow is taking a total beating the very same time. They cut over. Looking at the clip, you're going to start hearing some of that audio from uh, time to time. Now, back, we've all made lots of money, right, in real estate at some point, doing something at some time for whatever reason, investing in real estate. You know, the great thing about the last few years, right, everyone's a winner. Uh, just if you want to buy a house, you won. You got an all-time low interest rate, the most house that you can get. Your dream home, you're going to live there, you're going to work there, you're going to, you know, sleep there, do everything that you could. You're never going to leave. You're just going to stay right there at your house. You can have that forever. Well, your forever home might be for your forever home for a long time because the home buyers are now following 30% since last year. Interest rates past 6%. Application, applications dropped month over month, or excuse me, week over week by 1.2%. Since last year, home buyers' demand for mortgages has fallen nearly a third. People are feeling it. People are seeing it. And you want to vote for Joe Biden? You want to vote for the Democrats? You want to continue down this way? Don't forget the unemployment rate prior to us going into COVID was lower than it is right now. Don't forget the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the economic growth numbers, all before COVID-19 were as strong as they have ever been since like 1969. Somehow the Democrats just couldn't stand losing that argument. So you got the Wuhan. And the response from Burks and Fauci and the shutdown and the great reset. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. All right. I don't know what uh, you're talking about, Tom, but uh, I don't have anything to say about that. Emphasized Eddie, my brother-in-law is a delivery truck driver in Massachusetts. He delivers to stores in Martha's Vineyard. He talks a lot to people in the course of his day. He thought it was interesting that many of the small business owners and blue-collar workers think illegal delivery was good. Rich folks and professionals are now horrified. But the media isn't talking about that. Yeah, I bet not. Typical New Mexico stupid people, you can't fix stupid. Uh, CDC admitting post-vaccine myocarditis risk labeled misinformation are now legitimate. Changing their story. The election extinction level event that will happen will not be an event. It'll be an extinction level element. It'll be part of your demise if you got vaxxed. Oh, you vaxxers out there. Let's see. Albuquerque has had two separate mass stabbings. You've been paying attention to the news that they want you to follow that. Are we going to ban, ban knives next? When is Mayor Tim Keller going to hold the knife to buy, buy the knife buyback event, Eddie? I got a set of butter knives I'm willing to part ways with in the name of safety. Has anyone else noticed that the plywood has become the most popular window dressing of choice in Albuquerque nowadays? Yes, you see that all the way up and down central. For those of you that get out, 
I mean, there's a, there's a whole horde of people who just, you know, never leave the house. Why? I don't understand it. Has anyone else noticed that plywood has become the most popular window? I was up and down central and that's exactly, I think there's like four different storefronts and they're all right across the street from uh, the new M2 cheese that is there. Another murder in the queue, AB, APD investigating suspicious death in Southwest Albuquerque. By the way, thanks to the people who do listen and who get their comments out there on that Newsbreak app. Uh, something that I actually uh, do quite a little bit. Let's see what else we've got uh, coming in. Pandemic over. When will the unvaxxed troops be reinstated? WND uh, handing this out. Uh, according to this, Ron DeSantis reacts to Biden's declaration amid ongoing emergency declaration. In his interview with 60 Minutes, Biden declared the COVID-19 pandemic is over. We, of course, covered that yesterday. But apparently, these those who were discharged from the military due to vax mandates have not been returned back to uniform. So there it is. Scott Pelley said, Mr. President, first Detroit Auto Show in three years. Is the pandemic over? And uh, of course, Biden just feeds in. He doesn't think very much. He says, yep, pandemic is over. Hour two, just for you here in the ABQ. Hour one in the books. Thanks everybody for tuning in on AM 1600 KI, the ABQ. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, and the M1600 KIBQ.FM, RocketTalk.com. Hour two coming at you here from the ABQ this afternoon. You just feel how nice the weather is, and, you know, everyone should be in weather like this, be uh, going back to work, you know, going to work. Well, some people go to work, and some people don't. A lot of people just, you know, decided to go ahead and uh, Zoom it. All day long, right? I mean, that's what we saw that. We saw what was happening with these media companies. And, you know, I mean, office occupancies are still below 50% when it's actualities. Like, people just don't want to go back to work. It's a weird thing, right? Like it, 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 after all this shutdown that we've had, people have decided that, oh, work just isn't for me. Or unless you can accommodate me this, this, and this way. It's like, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no footing for, for businesses. You know, like, how do, how do you, uh, they wanted to stay at work. Well, they can stay at home if they don't need to come into work anymore. I mean, there's, there's no cause here for these businesses. And the overall condition of things when it comes to these businesses is not very positive. FedEx, you know, you saw the number of jobs today. Gap, we have our Gap accounting over there at the uh, masthead building where they're building all those new, you know, uh, uh, Titan development has their, there are new apartments that are developing in that area. I think they'll be finished uh, fourth quarter this year, hopefully maybe first quarter next year. And Spencer and those that, that group out there, they're building that because, well, Gap's got a big accounting uh, HQ out there. And Gap just announced today, we're, we're losing, we're shedding some weight, 500 jobs. People just jobbing, just moving from place to place getting bad. FedEx CEO says he expects the economy to enter a worldwide recession. Got on with Jim Cramer. I think so, but you know, these numbers, they don't portend very well. Subramium said in response to Cramer's question of whether the economy is going into worldwide recession. The numbers don't look good. We spent most of the first hour talking about the economy and crime and immigration and all these various other things that are out there. And then, of course, the numbers there at the very end. His pessimism came after they missed estimates on revenue and earnings. 
wait, wait, what do we know about FedEx? <laughs> they deliver to mostly homes, right? Aren't you staying at home? Are you waiting at home? I don't know. It's like 20 some odd percent, roughly, I think, of Amazon packages are delivered via FedEx on the overnights. Company also withdrew its full year guidance entirely. They shed 15%. Weakening global shipment volumes. What happened to the supply chain issues? What's going on over there? Well, guess what? We're all going to be paying through the nose for whatever shipments out there because, you know, I asked my FedEx guy today when he dropped by. He knows he has a key to my leg. He walks right in. He's like, hey, hey, how's it going? He's like, good, good. How's it going? What are you hearing? Not hearing anything. No peep. Here I talked to a Gap employee. Haven't heard anything yet. They say it's going to be mostly Asia and San Francisco. Now they're likely going to get rid of some jobs over here. No doubt about it. It's going to hit all the profit centers, which is what you call them in any sort of corporation, pretty evenly. Other people who don't need to, I don't know, show up to the office. The New York Times employees. They're making a pledge. This is their woke liberal. You got to read their woke liberal garbage every day on the New York Times. Right, All the news that's fit to print. They expect their employees to start returning to office three days a week, just starting this week. But more than 1,300 journalists are saying, hell no, they will not go. It's a contract dispute. Oh, labor dispute. Well, we have to work. You, you need to run a business. We're not going to go to work unless uh, we get paid up to you lay it down here. It's like, well, okay, you don't have to go to work. I don't know what you want to do. News Guild Journalists Union. Oh, these unions. Everyone's complaining, whining. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. The whole, whole time during the pandemic, they were getting paid. It also includes reporters, photographers, and editors and business side employees and upper management over what they're calling wages. Oh, what do we know about New York Times? They haven't exactly been getting the circulation. I'm constantly getting patterns like, well, this is a deal I can't pass up. I'm going to have to go and pay for the New York Times. That's a great introductory offer for an entire year. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy to subscribe to your garbage just so I can see what garbage you're writing so I can talk about it. According to a Times spokesman, this is, there's not a set number of days mandated for working in the office, and it's up to the individual departments to determine what works for their teams. But we continue to believe that a hybrid work environment best suits the New York Times at this moment. How about no work environment? How about just basically just writing yourself out at this point? I mean, what do you, what do you need that for at this point? I mean, most of these people do not contribute, in my opinion, opinion something that is actually tangible, factual, and good. These New York Times journalists are going to want their, want their job back. Remember Brian Seltzer? Or Stelter, or whatever the guy's name, Helter Stelter. Fat man in a little suit. <laughs> the Shorenstein Center of Media, Politics, and Public Safety at Harvard Kennedy School, where he just got hired, is pleased to announce that Brian will join the center in fall of 2022. To do what? Hang out at home? Lie? Pontificate about whatever he gets paid to? I think he's making... In the low six figures, by that I mean sub 25%, so $250,000 a year. What's happening at CNN? Cutting away from Joe Biden, talking about negative news. Are they really trying to be honest? Is the New York Times going to try and be honest to save itself? Because the American people can see right through this garbage. They can see right through the BS. These people aren't worth their weight. Don Lemon loses his primetime role in latest shakeup. He was getting less than a million viewers. The guy is joking. 
famously with uh, his buddy Cuomo. CNN host Donald will move to mornings later this year. Whoa. What are you doing here, Don? Weren't you, weren't you, weren't you the main draw here for us? He'll join host Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins in debuting a new morning show that nobody will watch. Replacing an even lesser caliber of show by John Berman and Brent. You know, you have no idea, but we say Tucker. It's like, you know, everything, what he's about, his viewpoints, his hard hitting news, his risky takes, his ability to stick his neck out over a long period of time in the media, in public and on behalf of good conservatives out there as well. And it's not just through firings. So some sad news to report here. This is really sad. In fact, a Georgia attorney and a CNN reporter, Paige Pate, founding member of the Atlanta firm, Pate Johnson and Church and his teenage son were swept out of the coast of St. Simons Island, according to CNN. After responding to a call about two swimmers in distress, a water rescue team pulled Pate out of the water and into a boat, taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. He was a CNN contributor. When it rains, it pours. Karmic, the things, curses, plagues, bad luck, whatever you want to relate it to, this has been a news organization along with the New York Times, along with the Washington Post, along with Mother Jones, along with NPR, along with every 4, 7, 13, CBS, NBC, ABC, the rest of these groups that are out there. We're all trying to do character assassinations, not news. When your whole entire platform is ad hominem and you try to vilify me for going ad hominem because you hire a homosexual ex, I should say, married priest at St. Mary's, you're going to fail 100% of the time. That's news that people need to hear about. They want to hear about. Back in three, here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. Swing into the music. Swing into the music. This woke media, uh, overall, and the news and everything else, I mean, people are smart. They understand things. They know what's happening. You can't fool them. The, the Emmys. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever watched the Emmys. Who watches the Emmys? Well, the Emmys is for what? Daytime uh, uh, TV. Is that what it is? I think so. Is that soap operas? Is that, is that what That's the mainly in the daytime, yeah. Is that what that is? I, I don't know. I don't know what the Emmys and are. And some of those crazy shows, you know, where you got people arguing. Okay, The View, right? right. You know, the, the famous one that when conservatives don't have anything else to talk about, they start playing clips from The View and then it express false, false outrage. <laughs> Oh, I was angry. I was like, have you ever watched the video? I, I have. No, I never have. Nobody. So why draw any attention to it? And in my life, I never will. Here is, uh, here's uh, some updates. We represent St. Mary's. They just fired one of their male teachers for inappropriate smelling and touching female teachers on top of their gay priest. <laughs> Boom. That's action, baby. Yep. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That's what, that's called getting it done. Sayonara. See you wouldn't want to be a hope you don't stick a gun in your throat. Sincerely. I mean, what else is there? I mean, when you're divorced by your husband, right? You live in San Francisco. 
You protect Sabine Griego. No, hell's a complicated place. You know, there's nine circles apparently. <laughs> River sticks. You got all sorts of things. Just you'll have a great time there, Padre. Enjoy your enjoy yourself. They can talk about that Eddie Aragon. He's he's terrible. He's mean. Why does he want to do that? I'm just I'm just hope I'm praying, wishing, hoping it doesn't he doesn't do that. Well, he, he won't have a gun, right? The reason why is because he's not going to acquire one because he's probably anti anti Second Amendment. Where, what's what's old What's old Padre Chavez up to these days? Seventy fourth Primetime Emmy Awards hit an all time low in viewership. I didn't even know they had it, but there it is. NBC averaged 5.92 million viewers. The first time the awards show had fallen before. Okay, it doesn't mean anything to me. All I know is that it's the all-time low and nobody cares. Like, what What are you celebrating? Told you about how people don't want to go back to work. This was just sent to me. 15,000 Minnesota nurses launched a three-day walkout over pay understaffing. You've been working the whole entire time. People don't want to go back to work. I'm like, no, no thanks. Nurses were seeing more than 30% increases in compensation by the end of the three-year contract. Hey, you know how you get more money? You just whine about getting more money. Hospitals that offer 10 to 12%. 10 to 12%? What? Wow. Yeah, they stayed at home in their chonis all day, watching TV, watching HBO Max. HBO Max, Warner Brothers is desecrating iconic art by removing cigarettes from classic movie posters. Yeah, that's right. Their streaming menu, classic movie posters are frequently used to identify. You definitely want to strike it up, man. Legalize it. Yeah, but we're <laughs> going to remove these cigarettes. Remember, they offer scenes of rape, sodomy, torture porn, but they're going to go ahead and take out tobacco use? Hmm. More wokeness in the media and other pursuits. <laughs> Look at him. He's running. What is he? I don't know. He, I, I prefer to be by introduced by my pronoun, he, she, it. I was listening. Let me reiterate to KUNM or KNW or one of those things. And it had these whole things pulled out by these overemphasized women with long Hispanic, four hyphenated last names with all these things. And I prefer to be called Maria Teresa Branta Patanta. I'm like, wow. Okay. I identify as he, she, her, they. I'm like, how do you identify as a they? And they had their little things that they'd roll out for, you know, their presentations. We appreciate all the people with all their presentations and things that they're introducing. them. I'm like, we're funding this crap. We're funding this stuff publicly. And I'm the bad guy. Like, listen to this, this manipulation. And we got to make sure that we are responsible. We wear our masks and make sure to get vaccinated. Like everything that is death are those people. And it's all put in this nice little package. They wrap death in a nice little package for all and each of you. Well, in uh, Boston, London marathons, two of the world's top marathons will allow runners to identify as non-binary when they enter races next year. I still don't know what non-binary is. My pronouns of preference are F and U. Organizers for the 2023 Boston Marathon and the TCS London Marathon. London falling. Say that racers will have an option to enter a race as a male, female, or non-binary, a term used by people who say they don't fit into the gender categories of man or woman. You can just run. And the fastest in the non-binary category is a male. <laughs> well, you identified, so I don't know why you identified as a non-binary, because it's a man. Because when it's going to be reported, you're going to write a biological man is what you're going to say. 
right? And uh, no woman has a, a chance against a man, just to, just to let you know. So, you know, men are genetically superior in terms of athletic performance. It's why no one watches women's sports. Women don't want to watch women's sports with men participating as a non-binary or a transgender. Understand that. How about, how, about, how about having some respect for women at this point? Like the most beautiful thing in the entire world is the female anatomy, right? I mean, you can travel around the world, but something happens to you biologically at some point when you see, and you're a male, and you see a female body, right? Something overcomes you, and you're like, what? It's a religious experience. What, what just happened? And then you try to, well, I'm taking hormones so I can pump it into something that becomes a female. You weren't born a female. I understand that you appreciate it, but the way to appreciate it is by not trying to become it, to understand the unique beauty and your complete and total inability. Men are ugly, right? Physiologically compared to women, right? Like men, fat, overweight, you know, frumpy, dumpy, crumpy, whatever. Right. They're not exactly something that people are like, whoa, do you check out that guy? Guys are checking out women. Now we got guys are checking out. We had that whole transgender conversation with one of our listeners last week. She was outing totally and completely outing. She sent me a picture of what is now um, it is whatever became a a woman, right? Trying to cross dressing, married for 20 years, had two boys. And then all of a sudden just, you know, was so in love with the female figure, he wanted to be it. Doesn't make any sense. Absolutely crazy. 550, 50, 500. And finally, you know, Steve Bannon, I, I got to tell you, I don't, I, don't, I don't watch, I don't listen. I don't pay attention to Real America's News anymore, okay? Anybody who has taken money that was made for a wall, Steve Bannon has done that. It looks like it's there. So until that's cleared, I can't pay attention. And I also believe that Mike Lindell, with what's happening between Mike Lindell and Steve Bannon, they are no longer helping the cause in in any of this, okay? Mike Lindell has had his privacy invaded. He's had his phone taken away. He's a good man. But at some point, he's just going to have to just stop. Let this play itself out through the midterms, then come back out after this and focus on that going forward. Not, hey, they they wronged us. They did. No, don't complain about it. Go win at the polls. Our D-Day is coming. What is it? 49 days. Is that right? 49 days to get this done, folks. On a positive note, just got back from picking up food supplements from Pet Food Gone Wild. Oh, she's wonderful. Talk to Susanna. They have been my favorite pet store for years. I got great advice from Rockstar Sam. Ooh, that's Rockstar. She just got her nickname. She was. Uh, yeah, yeah, was yeah and she, she is. How was that uh, live remote there on Saturday? That was pretty awesome. That was really good. They gave some great advice. I did not know Sam was uh, so big in the health of the, of the pets, but yeah. she's even licensed now. You don't have pets unless you have. Rockstar Sam. I talked to Susanna at length uh, today. Who's extremely helpful has had helped me before with other concerns. I followed up with her after hearing her and your owner on your radio station discussing itching and scratching in relation to gut health. Did you hear that? that oh, was, yeah. That was really good. I'm looking forward to learning more from them this Saturday. What a great way for pet lovers to learn more about how to better care for their furry friends. Love the addition to your lineup. I know it's off topic, but I couldn't resist sharing after my visit today. Wow. That's awesome. Thank uh, you. I got to re- read this again. We represent St. Mary. You'll be there Saturday morning, will oh, you yeah. not? Okay. Yep. They just fired one of their male teachers for inappropriately smelling and touching female teachers on top of their own gay priest. Wow. Uh, Eddie, let's see. 
I don't know why I have to answer that. Hey, Eddie, I know this is off topic uh, today's show, but I read something on the Gateway Pundit, which I found to be interesting, to say the least. Two tech platforms, PayPal and Venmo, have banned another group from accessing their services. The group in question are Gays Against Grooming, whose members oppose events as Drag Queen Story Hour and drag performances, which are aimed at specifically children. I've seen the article and the links to Gays Against Grooming's Twitter's threads. So apparently it is true. That tells you everything you need to know. There it is. There it is, folks. Okay? I'm happy to go ahead and wear my values. I'm, that's not discrimination. But wearing your values is not discrimination, folks. If you believe something different, that's uh, different. Took my brother to a dental appointment where the office is shorthanded. I was told the employees want to work from home. <laughs> I work arm. in a dentist's office. So what, what kind of long arms do you have to reach? Like four-mile arms? Now a few people are carrying the load for those who won't show up. The COVID pandemic created an atmosphere of everyone getting paid to go on vacation from home. Back after a quick break, we're going to pick it up with Donald Trump and uh, Fetterman, 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 and Oz uh, as well. A very important Senate race. We'll get to that. And uh, we'll wax locally in the third hour. Plus, take your calls at 34 here in the Kiva. Halfway through the show. A long way to go, no. We got a lot of feedback on the Espa blotter just because it went longer than I would like. It, it, it takes it out of you. We got a new little feature that I'll be doing with uh, one of my guys uh, here in studio, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, got to get you a uh, Trump update and where all things are at with Trump and the Mar-a-Lago and you know, how this is you know, kind of all going, but uh, I failed to uh, communicate, you know, one of the people who was closest to Donald Trump and the architect, or the engineer, what, I don't know, whatever they are, that put all of his uh, campaign together in 2016, Mr. Steve Bannon. So this woman, her name is Abigail Disney, a relative of Walt Disney and heiress to the Disney family fortune, reacted with outrage on Twitter after it was revealed that Disney Plus ads were being shown during Steve Bannon's daily podcast. That's how out of, out of their mind these liberals are. My dad was uh, born on the day that Disneyland was launched. I love Disneyland. Really? Right? Yeah, Disneyland was a great place. And now I uh, have no desire to go to the uh, happiest place on earth, which it, everyone has the same joke. It's not. Long lines, expensive food, clothes, rides, right? I mean, uh. these are the problems. And, you know, that smell of the churros. I love the churros. At what eight bucks a churro now? I think they're eight. I remember when they were three, they were good. They need a churro hut around the place. <laughs> the Department of Justice has agreed to accept one of former Donald Trump's nominees for a special master to review the documents seized from his home by the FBI last month. Yes, that's good. Now, there's lots of attack all over Twitter. She's not very smart. Oh, it must be nice to get be put into that position. Well, he gets, you guys get. Look at the. Look at your idiot uh, PR spokesperson for Joe Biden, right? Eileen Cannon will now decide whether to approve senior judge Raymond Deary of New York to act as a neutral third party for the materials. And she is just getting hammered with no protection, just hanging out there.
Deary still serves as judge in the Brooklyn federal court on senior status, which means he can, if he chooses, take a reduced caseload. In the 80s, Deary was the U.S. attorney in a Brooklyn time when the office workload was dominated by the pursuit of mobsters, gang leaders, and financial fraudsters. He was nominated by the federal bench by President Ronald Reagan and became one of the most highly regarded jurists in the Eastern District of New York. One of my favorite pictures is, of course, Donald Trump posing with Ronald Reagan. But it's not all, you know, sunshine and happiness for Donald Trump. His lawyers came out. I uh, alluded to this in uh, hour one. Not good. His legal team now acknowledged the fact that the former president, Donald Trump, could face criminal charges. In the latest legal filing. Do they arrest him the week before we all go to the polls? Do they arrest him on November 1st? What day? Is it, is it going to be September 24th with all this mysterious stuff? You're going to know where you are on September 24th. And they clipped it from the TV. And you're like, what's happening on September 24th? Is the world coming to an end? Will be an A-bomb drop? What's happening? Does anybody say A-bomb? I do. Just did. <laughs> In a final late Monday evening, Trump's team told the special master... It is hesitant to provide specifics on what may have been declassified because the issue may be a defense against future criminal charges. I mean, poor Trump. I feel so awful for him. Sacrificed billions of dollars, completely unappreciated, all because, you know, he comes off as this brash, confident, cocky, you know, a-hole, but he took $16 to do a job that... Ah, people would be whining about their benefits and their money and all that. He did it. Oh, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He got a million dollars from his from his dad. He was a shrewd businessman who achieved a lot and built many a building in many cities, including Las Vegas, Nevada, Chicago, Illinois, Florida, as well as, of course, the Big Apple, New York City. It's a sad news. These poor kids. I feel bad for Ivanka. Did I get that right? Ivanka, China. If they were forced to disclose the specific declassification evidence, the special master process will have forced the plaintiff to fully and specifically disclose the defense to the merits of any subsequent indictment. Therefore, all the things that Donald Trump wants us to know, we can't know. So how are we going to know what we don't know, but we're all arguing about, we're absolutely convinced that he is guilty of doing exactly that. What? What 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 does he get? Well, according to this, and I don't know how true this is, but Trump told advisors he needed to save Russiagate docs so Biden wouldn't shred them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm taking that with me. I'm declassifying everything and I'm taking that with me. All week long and twice on Sunday. Remember, this all went back to 2016. They were literally tapping his phones in 2015. According to Rolling Stone, the reputable Rolling Stone, it was, it was nice flying that leader jet from Tulsa to Phoenix during that uh, presidential advance team with the Rolling Stone leader political reporter at the time. It was pretty cool. Somebody told me that they land, they, they went on a private jet. Here's the, when you go on a private jet, folks, you will never want to fly any other way again. Unfortunately, every landing that is uh, on every other jet will never be as good as the one. It's like you glide and lay down and there's no turbulence because it's such a small plane. Anyway, I digress. Trump worried the investigation would return to haunt him and the documents about it would not be preserved by then president-elect Joe Biden in January of 2020. Of course they wouldn't. In his final days of the White House, Trump told top advisors he needed to preserve certain Russia-related documents to keep his enemies from destroying them. 
related to the federal investigation into Russian election meddling, alleged collusion with the Trump's campaign. At the end of his presidency, Trump and his team pushed to declassify and got it done. The so-called Russiagate documents, believing they would expose a deep state plot against him. Now, I was hoping it would be like, I don't know, JFK stuff or maybe the UFOs or something, you know, really that doesn't matter that much, but that would be seismic in its impact. That was more of a hope, a wish. Maybe for some of our listeners on the overnights, they would have something loved, something like that. Donald Trump is not going to get a fair shake. The American people, particularly if you supported Donald Trump, aren't going to get a fair shake either. We know this. This is sort of, you know, what happens. So his lawsuit against Hillary Clinton was dismissed last week as having no merit and inadequate in nearly every respect. Satan wins again. There she is. Trump and his companies have been entangled in so many lawsuits, they write, getting sued for everything from alleged sexual assaults to the financial implosion of Atlantic City casinos that Wikipedia has an entire page called List of Lawsuits Involving Donald Trump. Have you seen when Sean Hannity, unfortunately, listed all of the legal trouble? That, that's not helping. We don't need to go down that road. We don't need to visit. Anyone can file a lawsuit on anyone. I mean, look at the one I'm looking at, this little tiny one. I'm like, here's all the data, chick. Take a, take a look. We'll read it and weep. The ex-president has lost over 60 lawsuits just in his flailing attempts to challenge the 2020 election. One case in which he did a minor victory merely blocked the Pennsylvania Secretary of State from extending the period for provisional balance to be remedied. This is why I continue to say just stop. This is something that should have been addressed while he was in an office. He should have been doing something the entire time to focus on the fairness of the elections in every state and been battling back against George Soros making sure that we don't have those ridiculous machines that we spent $52 million on. And we are going to film, folks. We are going to film those two drop boxes as we talked about yesterday as Nat and Jaybird and the rest of the people who are involved with them are going to be filming what is happening at those places. Because there's no trust in the election process. Even today, people are walking up to me. It's like, I, I still can't believe you didn't do this. This didn't happen. I, yeah, there's so many more. You got way more than that. Every single person I, I talked to said they voted for it. It doesn't make sense. Why didn't focus on any of that stuff? Not a party, not anything. Wasn't interested. Why? Because I know how it goes. Did I sit there, whine, complain about it? Or is it? No. But we participated. We want to leverage that so we can use people to get the Republican Party to come together. Hey, what a concept, unity. We tried to spread that at the beginning of yesterday. Now you got Trump and DeSantis unified. You got Republicans nationally unified. You got Republican Party, like, outraising $177 million from DeSantis. That's incredible amount of money. He's looking pretty good for 24 if Trump doesn't make it. And why not? Everybody coming together to take down the evil, the evildoers. George Bush, he's the evildoer. They are evildoers. And we have this uniparty on the right and the controlled opposition within the Republican Party and this libertarian uh, uh, Karen Bedoni trying to take 5% away. And this is Mark's race to lose without something called a Karen. What's a Karen Bedoni anyway? What, what is that? Watch this ridiculous video. Should pass around. It's an embarrassment is what it is. Mark Ronchetti for governor, Ron DeSantis for governor, Donald Trump for president 2024. Let's restore this country back to where it was. Not after all this. 
Trump's got a lot of stuff to layer through, folks. This is a tough time uh, for him. It looks like those docs have to do with Russiagate. He was right to declassify it. And, you know, at the end of the day, is there going to be any justice serve? Probably not. And they're probably going to handcuff him three days before the election to go ahead and create and prevent a red wave. 544, back in three. Thanks for listening here in the Kiva. East East. here in the Kiva, a little hoedown in the Kiva, in the Kiva. Well, um, today's a lot better day than yesterday, definitely better than the day before, so, um, but we'll talk a little bit more formally about, uh, things, uh, tomorrow, so just gotta kind of let, sometimes you just gotta, like, let it breathe, let it be, let it, you know, let, let it go, let her go. Let Those it are, be. I just named four different songs, like right. all in one. Bang, 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 bang. I picked up on McCartney right away. Did you get it? Yeah. Did you get Let Her Go? Come on. I can't find that in my brain. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not your generation there, but that's all right. You're, you're talking about my generation. All right. So a lot of people are worried about, hey, what are you guys doing? Are you guys going to be filming that kind of, kind of stuff? Well, we got to do something. We got to take action. And I think the important thing to take action is going to be doing what? Right making sure that we did the thing that did in 2000 meals, talked about that extensively yesterday. Because this vote by mail, <clears throat> like, this is wrong. Voting by mail is just wrong. These drop, like, how, how much, what, are you going to, who knows? Vote after the, vote after the deadline. Find the results and then vote a week later. Like, it's always cheating with these Democrats. It's insane. The NGOs must be watched as well for any kind of election fraud. I'd surely sign up for a watch shift, Eddie. Please let me know what I could do. You can uh, get on with Liberty Net, right? They have that. You got, uh, of course, Casey and uh, his wife doing what they do, and then Dino doing what she does. We're all involved. By the way, uh, late, late breaking news right now. Uh, Ten shootings, 9-1 through 9-18, including two drop-offs to UNMH, two separate shootings on Sandler, nine minutes apart. We'll get all the updates on Friday. Ugh. We'll have all that. Yeah, so it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. Not, not good. In the 80s, it was a joke about how manly the Soviet women's teams were. Now I'm waiting for the first U.S. all-trans women team. Yeah, have trans sports. I don't know. I don't even, I, I wouldn't even know. I don't care. It, anyway, it's all gross. It's literally <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> right? And the LGBTQ people, I have, you know, for all you, <clears throat> whatever you are, really, truly, truly, I, I, whatever you want to be, the world is your oyster. You can just be whatever you want to be. Explore the space. Be what, who, be who you are, where you are. Just, just be yourself. You don't know who you are. You have no identity. You have no purpose. You have no direction. You're just, well, I don't know. We're just going to, you know, one of every two gay people is at gay bars every weekend. That's what they do. Okay. They do huge uh, <laughs> risk-taking, right? It's all listed right there. You could read Barron's and stuff. You could read all the information that, that, that comes out about this. Dre heavy drug use. Heavy drug use. They love the, you know, the use of weed pot. Boy. But you have to go to those United games. But you could just smell it, right? It's got to be out there. The gay pride flags, 32 of them. 
there's like so many, there's so many pride flags. It's out of control. It's like, that's someone who's really found that we have one flag. It's called the United States of America flag. It's lasted a while. That's right there. That's the one. But apparently that's somehow <laughs> negating your, like, if you need my opinion to validate you so that you feel like you exist, you got problems. No doubt. Like, seriously, if you're like looking for some, as you guys would couch it, some crazy right wing talk show host to come out and say, well, you know what? His microaggression, it's, it's really, it's, it's leading to violence towards me. I'm going to the store and, you know, Eddie Aragon and his anti, anti, his hatred, his, his hatred towards the LGBTQ community. What? I, I have no hatred. You're the ones that paid us. I don't, I could care less. I don't need it. I don't need you drag queens reading anything to, you know, my children. If they decided to go to a public library, I don't send them there because there's no reason to. I have the, I have the Tuttle Twins. I, I have uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Sam's through like five of them so far. I need him to go faster. More reading, more reading. <laughs> like when I'm reading, I don't, I don't know. You know, I just can't just, can't just do that. So the cheating that will go on. No, not in your LGBTQ relationships, folks. Right? Because that's, hey, I like that blase feel towards casual encounters with all these disease and monkey pox and you know the herpes and all the rest of the stuff that you guys are all exchanging out there because of your casual relay i'm unhappy stan makes me very unhappy i don't want to be in this relationship anymore i'm gonna go try out somebody new this weekend and really is that casual see we're married maybe we don't no you're not it's it's all weird really truly you're going to be out there advocating for your rights, demanding equal justice or equal pay or something, something about equity. Who knows what it, I don't know how you want us to treat you. That. I was like, I don't know. I need to know about what's going on with your kibbles and bits. I'm not interested. I don't care. It has nothing to do with me, but apparently you want it to do with me. And once you feel validated, you might be able to live out the rest of your life. Finally satisfied. We finally got Eddie to acknowledge the fact that our relationship is legitimate. I don't really care if it was or if it wasn't. There's plenty of heterosexual people who aren't in legitimate relationships. What's a relationship anyway? But I really digress. Sorry, that's too much fun. Delaware judge rules vote by mail law unconstitutional. Can I be used in November? Nope, zero, none, nada. SB 320. Providing registered voters the ability to request a mail-in ballot ahead of the election without the need for an excuse. <laughs> hey, got, got knocked down. Yeah, yeah. The uh, John Carney, a terrible name, JK, JC. John Carney sent it into law July 22nd. And guess what? The judge ruled making vote by mail a permanent election fixture in the state is unconstitutional. No, Governor John Carney, you cannot do what you want. More races that are out there that are on the line. Dr. Oz, I can't believe I have to get behind Dr. Oz. But this Fetterman is just bad news. He's fat, he's lazy, he's jobless. He gets a home for a buck. That alone makes me hate him. Who gets a house for a dollar? What kind of what kind of way to go is that at this point? Like, oh yeah, it, my sister gave me a house for a buck. <laughs> he's got 66 tax liens. Oh my. Yeah, that was on that was on Sean Hannity. Holy cow. How do you get a tax lien 66 times? And how do you have the nerve to run for Senate if that's what's happening in your this life? This is crazy. So uh, apparently he's had a stroke. Maybe, is that an excuse? If you have a stroke, do you just it's like skip everything altogether? Wait, I'm just going to skip it. I'll skip it. 
He will debate GOP Senate candidate Mehmet Oz. I hope I got that correct. Following the allegations, he was dodging him after he suffered a stroke. All right. I'm going to clap for Dr. Oz, despite the fact that he's a pro-choice. He, there's nothing about him that's Republican except for the fact that he's not John Fetterman at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I can't say I'm getting behind John Oz. I just don't like this Fetterman guy. I mean, I, I already don't like Dr. Oz. I met Dr. Oz. He's he's hanging out at the... Yeah, Elvis uh, from the Z100 got married to his... Uh, and I was up there with uh, Dr. Oz. I just happened to be there. Just happened to be going. I knew that... You know, we're doing some photography up there or whatever. And then I saw little MLG waddle into the El Dorado. She waddled into the El Dorado elevator. <laughs> like a penguin. She had to go to sit. Not like a penguin. No, no. She just, she, she wears those really tight dress that are like around her knees and she just moves the bottom of her feet. Like that's not going to be good for the ass fitness. It's just not going to work. And, and obviously that show. Fetterman has limited his public appearances since he was hospitalized just before his landslide victory in the Democratic primary. Oh, for those of you who think I'm crude or mean or whatever, I'm sorry. You know what I think is crude and mean? Your governor, our governor, the governor. The Democrat has struggled at times to speak clearly. This is health very improving. I had a stroke. Stroke. But yeah, this stroke man uh, is finally going to debate. This is good. He's still recovering. So is he going to get the... Um, the sympathy. You think they're going to get the sympathy vote with John Fetterman? No, you want capable people who show up, who do like, if you told me he's like the busiest man on the planet, doesn't have time to do anything because he's constantly involved in something or other. I'd be like all in, all in his corner. But like, I, I, sure. Fetterman, but he is only leading right now in the latest polls by less than one point. So good on Dr. Oz. That's going to be a pickup. It looks like if this trend being our friend will continue. Washington post came out and talked about this very thing. And we're going to see debates. The debates are coming up very soon. Please keep that woman who is unqualified to be head of her household, much less trying to run for governor. Please keep Karen Bedoni out of the KOB channel Four debate, please. If you want to illegitimize yourself or delegitimize yourself or whatever you want to call that, okay? Chris Ramirez, Tessa Mentes, if you include Karen Madoni, I will have a field day on your behalf against you and your illegitimate news station at that point. That woman does not belong anywhere in that debate. Washington Post editorial board published a brutal op-ed on Monday calling for the Democratic nominee of the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania, Mr. Fetterman, Fetterman, Fetterman. To boost, to both release his full medical records and debate his GOP opponent, Mehmet Oz, next week before early voting begins in a race that could easily determine the balance of power in the Senate. He must debate. Jeff Bezos coming around on that one. Hour two in the books, hour three, you and me, commercial free in the Kiva. in the 505 with more 411 here for the third hour. I'm Eddie Uragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, talk.com People say, I'm glad Rudy's back. Rudy's been out slinging it, making things uh, happen. Uh, you're welcome to call in. Let me go over the phones. I'll open up the phone lines, read more of your text. Uh, anything that you guys want to talk about, uh, we will do that uh, this hour. We've covered a lot of ground. Um, obviously, you know, Trump, crime, immigration has been big. 
uh, the big takedown that has happened with uh, DeSantis. $177 million. Will Ron Ketty see maybe a mill, a cool mill or two uh, for the election? That would be certainly nice to be a game changer. Um, I have not been tracking stuff uh, locally very well um, and for good reason. And it's, it has to do with the, and nobody can tell you more than I can. And there's some other stuff that that's happening, but, and I don't want to get into all the sort of, <clears throat> I don't know how else to phrase it. Just the bad details of party politics. I don't care. We're going to focus on that post election. Okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to address this one time and tell you about the current state of the Republican party. I mean, your Bernalillo chairman, John Rockwell didn't even know like I heard this and I'm like, you gotta be kidding. Didn't even know that Candace Gould was not an elected Senator any longer. She's been gone for two years. You know, you got to pay attention to the details. You got to be plugged into the policies. Uh, we, we are, they're suffering out there. These rep candidates, they need you to walk for them. They need you to go ahead and knock doors. Apparently at the, this is incredible. The Brillio County Republican party had a, uh, uh, a man who spent seven years in the Pinta, bro. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Solomon Pena. Yeah. This guy, this guy spent seven years, and that is becoming the face of the Republican Party at the state fairgrounds during the parade. Where were all the other candidates? Many people were asking. Where's there? How do you how do you have how do you have um what, what's the guy's name? Patrick B. Sice. Oh my. He's so cute. Look at him. I got my little guy, Patrick Sice. How do you have Patrick Sice walking with the Republican? That guy did everything he could to attack me. It was really funny. And then I gave him a hug. I keep attacking. Here, give me, come here. Let me hug you. I'm going to hug you. <laughs> well, I will say, Ron Ketty looked really good at the fair. I mean, he was really engaged with the people. He looks All really of- good anyway. And yeah. he speaks very well. I can't wait to play that podcast uh, on the, what is it? The Ruthless, I think is what it's called. Podcasting. But he, you were, you were pleased with him. Well, he was very, he was engaging with everyone along the parade mm-hmm. route. He talked with everybody that he could. He shook hands. He was just, he was really good. He is good. He sounded. I was like, oh, he, he. Let's not forget, he ran against a quality field. He beat the likes of Rebecca Dow, Greg Zanetti, uh, Karen Bedoni. He's got to go beat Karen Bedoni a second time. Like, isn't that ridiculous? Don't we need some sore loser laws? Well, I don't like Mark Ronchetti because he's running with, well, I don't like his campaign management. Like we did, like I just rolled out his crime plan, folks. Let's, let's review, shall we? I don't, I don't see a crime plan for Karen Bedoni. In fact, uh, according to, according to records, the woman, uh, Karen Bedoni was arrested for fighting with her neighbor. I don't know. Five five years ago or whatever, I got the information. E Eddie, she's smashing coconuts. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, we're gonna go full Gallagher to go ahead. I mean, it's all a freak show. It's all a complete and total freak show. And until you guys kind of figure out like how this whole entire, entire thing works, we're not gonna be able to change much in terms of policy and corruption, all the various other things. Mark Ronchetti ran a great statewide campaign. He lost to a. Uh, Ben Ray Lujan by what, two points? Was there a libertarian in that race? Yeah, there's some old man that I've never heard of, and um, they allowed him into the debate. Will your news channels be just as unfair to Mark Ronchetti the second time around? I mean, he's up against it. And remember, Mark Ronchetti can't exactly uh, try to punch at, sorry, 
you can't really, you can't try to punch at, uh, at Karen Bedoni, right? The white man attacking the native American women. Like this woman is famous for saying the native Americans are going to run the country again. What? Wow. I didn't know we needed a sp specific ethnic group to go ahead and run the country again. Like that's a strange thing. I'm embarrassed. I was ever associated with the woman to be quite honest. Then to get a front page that's there explaining away, well, she's ran 180,000 miles. She has not run 180,000 miles in that vehicle. That's a bold face effing lie, top to bottom. Uh, my favorite guys are the, like, the libertarians and the Republicans, you know, who, who made sure that we're going to support anybody but Eddie Aragon. Well, I told you everything that was going to happen. I wrote everything out. He had all the pulse. had everything that was already there, right? We put everything there. And then that's exactly what's happening to your city right now. And you're like, well, Eddie, you were right. Uh, we should have go voted for you. I'm sorry. I was watching over all these people over at Papa Chico's fundraiser over there. Paul's a hell of a nice man. I like him. Very pleasant. He's the Republican. I'm going to support him. I will only vote for a Republican. I'll tear the faces off of any libertarian or Democrat. That's where I'm at today because my parents are thinking about picking up. I don't think they will. I think we're going to be victorious. But a lot of people are thinking about things. People deserve to be happy, right? Right. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. Happiness. John Locke. Hard to do that in a state such as this. Mark Ronchetti is extremely approachable. Uh, very affable, right? Do you know that word? Yeah. Do you know what affable is? Open. Likeable. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way of, of, of conveying a a sense of somebody that you cannot dislike. And yet you have a governor that you couldn't, couldn't be more disliked. Hard, mean, angry, dictatorial, vindictive. Like that, you know, the worst thing you can say about anybody is that they're vindictive. Somebody needs to even the score, right? That's who she is. That's what she's done. That's what she, Oh, they're going to go. We're going to come back and get him. And she's never openly like attacking. She's the worst kind of vindictive. She's the one who's plotting, ploying, destroying whatever she's doing, right? And that's what Michelle Lujan Grisham does. That's who she is. But the problem is, is that her, you know, <clears throat> oh, another thing, Karen, Karen Bedoni, you might want to tell people that you don't have a college degree. You might want to talk about how many jobs you've bounced around and how you've been basically running. And I guess your business is shut down too. Why, why don't you talk about that? Since you're out there championing Patriot, Patriot. I mean, Mark Ronchetti had to disclose everything. Had to put everything out there. His job has been in the news multiple times. Like, why do we have to talk about the employment of Mark Ronchetti? He's been giving, I know where Mark Ronchetti works. He's at the television station giving us the weather and has been doing it better than anybody else for the most part, except for what Joe, what Joe Diaz. Joe Diaz, yeah. You're, you love, you love your Joe Diaz, do. don't you? You just said, well, cause you know him. You went to school. I, well, I went, you to, went school to school with his, his wife. wife. Yeah. His wife, great. his wife, Suspend. I told you this story. Yeah. His wife suspended me, gave me in, in school suspension because I picked up snow. That's what kids do. You're a fifth grader. You pick up snow. There's snow. You pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> and throw it at who? Mrs. I didn't throw it. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing. No, I, I never, believe it or not, you know, I was small. I didn't pick up. I didn't pick on other kids. I never picked on kids. It's not what I did. I started a fight at John Adams Middle School in uh, B Hall with a guy by the name of Rob Tolliver. Um, no, two, I started two fights. One was with Rob Tolliver on the bus 
Okay. Because he was just like this big, he was from Iceland. Iceland, Reykjavik, Iceland. <laughs> right. And it was like, and I couldn't stop. Uh, what was I? I was always, I was always, I was a very funny kid. Right. And I was not very big, but I was super fast. Okay. I hit a growth spurt at Oshkosh Slaughter's disease. And um, I sprouted from five foot four in eighth grade or ninth grade to six foot two. Holy cow. Yeah. In 10th uh, grade. That's how I become, uh, you know, as the high school quarterback lies injured. Yeah, I broke my collarbone. Then I broke, I broke, you know, Adam Wysong, who is, I'm going to go all over the place. You want to hear some good stories? Do you want some stories? Rudy, is it story time? You love the stories, don't you? You want the stories, right? Right. I broke, I was the quarterback. I was starting quarterback for St. Pius the 10th back in sophomore. Freshman year, I was just, you know, freshman class president and all this other kind of stuff. And then, you know, I, you know, I ran my, my freshman year. My girlfriend, my freshman year was the vice president. Yeah. Wow. Like I'll be best president uh, and I'll be, all these people remember this story. They always tell me about it. Remember when you ran for president, you won, you were freshman <laughs> class president, right? And then your girlfriend was vice president. So we broke up three months in. I fell in love with a girl, got a crush on her and uh, you know, that, that, that whole thing. I was like, I, I can't be with this one because I like the other one way more. And I was honest with her, like to a T, to a fault, right? You know? And so she never showed up to any of that stuff. So and we, 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 my marketing for my freshman class president, you want to know what it was? We uh-huh. handed out dum-dums and it says, don't be a dum-dum, vote Eddie and Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> marketing, marketing. So sophomore year, it kind of went out. And uh, Adam Wysong, who is the father of Luke Wysong and the other Wysong, just stellar. Like they, you know, Adam had like superhuman strength. He's so strong. And like he played varsity when he was a freshman and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Adam's a good guy. No one else talked to him up in the stands over at the uh, university of New Mexico and Adam, you're doing a great job with your boys. And, uh, Danny, I played, you know, soccer with him, uh, for the, for the terminators, the Taylor ranch terminators. Growing <laughs> up. And, um, Danny was a really, really good guy, uh, growing up. He was our goalie. We traveled and did all that kind of stuff. He had, his eyes were just as blue when he was bluer when he was growing up. We've really? seen Danny as well. And he did an absolutely remarkable thing. Uh, and I'm going to get back to the Adam Weissong thing in a sec, but, Adam's sons are going to play for the University of New Mexico and stay here. Danny Gonzalez is local. And he, out of his own pocket, he bought, in the Albuquerque Journal, once in a while you guys just write a story that, that needs to be written that is unbelievable. In my opinion, this cements Danny Gonzalez, in my opinion, I can text Danny anytime. Run into him over at the at the golf course. Talk to him. He's got great kids, young young girls. Moved over, still has his his residence in in Phoenix, but you know, moving over here, just doing a great job. And he buys the sixty two team and the eighty two team. Like we there with uh, Bobby Santiago. Bobby Santiago is in his eighties now. Wow. Yeah, but and it, and he bought them all rings. He bought them rings to reflect. Like I was like. You're exactly who I thought you were. You're the you're the right guy. You're very generous, and they want they, they did a big pickup this week, and they beat UTEP. That's a win. I thought they looked pretty good against Boise. We, me and the boys went down to go watch that. Sitting in the stands, the boys know the fight song. Cheers, hail to the New Mexico. Ah, loyal sons are we. Marching down the field we go, fighting thoroughly. Hail, hail, hail. Now we pledge our faith to thee. Never shall we fail. 
Fighting ever, yielding never. Hell, hell, hell. And they all sing it after the game. See, I never knew that. That's great. You didn't know the name of that song? Oh, no. It's like I, one of I the best song. fight songs in the country. I know the music like, too. We got a whole circus. We get the whole circus entrance and like it's all That's fun. Awesome. It's like great, right? <laughs> We're just doing all these wonderful things. And like Danny's got the kids, the boys singing. We've got pride back on the field. Not, not some side story about some quarterback in the parking garage outside the sub, uh, you know, exposing himself and getting kicked out or I don't know, something else happening, drugs, alcohol, downtown, somebody uh, stealing, shoplifting. We don't have that. And we got, we got Rocky Long, Lobo legend, Rocky Long working up. And I'm going to, I'm going to see them when I'm going to go up for the, for the Fresno game. My, my, my friend, Paul Leffler up there. We're going to go see him. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look at Joe at 1017, the team. I love that song, Purple Toupee. You ever heard that? No. They might be giants. Purple no. Toupee and Golden Man. Anyway, I'm very musical today. But it's very, very cool to see Danny doing what he's doing and then bringing back Rocky Long and bringing back this, like, sense of pride. And the way he talked about it back in, I remember that, because I was part of the team in 93 through 94, right? The punter had the, uh, you know, Cherry uh, Silver. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I had the Cherry Silver. I had the Cherry. I, cu- I punted behind Mike Nesbitt. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to save it because I was going to attend Notre Dame. I decided was, I'm going to uh, take my red shirt because they didn't put me on the field for the Texas Tech game, which is one of the greatest games in global history that we lost. You should see this, 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 this massive, awesome pass catch by Gavin Perlman, also a graduate of, of uh, St. Pius X and the University of Mexico. Gavin never said two words. Just, just a fantastic athlete. One of the most amazing Lobos of all time, along with Royce Olney on the basketball court, I should, I should, I should say. And Danny is putting this all together, and he thinks 15,000, 20,000, 25, 30,000. And honestly, I'm a believer that that is going to happen, and that's a big deal. And Adam has his kids playing there. Adam's, Adam's boys, one of them is going to be a, a, like, he's going to be like a Cooper to Cup. Cooper Cup from the Los Angeles Rams. That's what he needs to aspire to be. And it's going to be amazing. And I think we're going to start seeing better and better things coming out of the University of New Mexico Lobo program. Are we going to be in the red or are we going to be in the black anytime soon instead of the red, which is what we've been? I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case. But that doesn't need to be the measure either. I think it does. I think, I, I think uh, we need I, to get there no, at some point. But No, I know it absolutely. I, University football programs only exist. Not for pride, not for school pride, not for anything. It's made to bring money in. We should not have to pay. We should not have to pay for those programs. They should be bringing in. They should always be profitable. They should be selling all sorts of memorabilia. That's what they need to be doing. If they're not bringing in money, they need to be disbanded and be done away with. The salaries are too fat. The players are now getting paid. If the players are making money, the university, the university needs yeah. to be making money. They're there for the University of New Mexico. It's a school, folks. And they should be forced to get a technical, practical degree. Now, okay, maybe maybe, maybe that's a bit much. I, I know, taking away their freedom to pursue, I don't know, underwater basket weaving as long as blood. That's never been a, I don't even know where that, why, why people use that. But, Something that's practical that they could actually use. You got to 
combine CNM, throw it in the university, university system anyway, allow them to get a trade within two years. So some of these people who come out of the programs have something that they can use practically and make money immediately. Because as we know, three out of every four people who pop out of the NFL within five years is broke. You've got to have something at some point to fall back on. Now, I believe where I was going with all this and what I was starting with was, you know, being involved in, in politics, right? You know, running campaigns, getting things done. We're 49 days away and we've got the horses we need. We have the right horse in a, in a great candidate in Mark Ronchetti. But this is really all this is. Sports right now is nothing about, in my opinion, politics. And politics has become more of a sport. And with that being said, I do want to talk about a couple of things with regard to sports. Now, BYU, you might remember, remember that when that, uh, this is back, what, 2010, 2011, 2012? Do you remember the University of Mexico played BYU? Yeah. Do you remember that? On the soccer, on the, on the pitch. Remember when they did on the pitch, their pitch? And this, you got to go and see this. I think the YouTube videos are still up. I forget her name, but it is kind of awesome. Now, if you hate BYU as much as I do, okay, I hate him because we lost. Nathan Vale misses a field goal. He shows up. Like, well, I was doing the warm-ups with Nathan. We're on the sideline. Go look. We had a, a record massive crowd. I think it was like 36,000 people who were there. BYU comes into the University of New Mexico, and it's like, Nathan's going to go out there. I have the football, by the way. But what you don't know is I have that football. That football wow. that he missed, that Nathan Vale missing that field goal, where we could have beat BYU, Brigham Young. That's why I hate them. I grew up hating them. Ty Detmer, you know, we were left out. When Danny Gonzalez bought that 10 and 1, the University of New Mexico did not get invited under Morrison in 82 to a bowl. Those boys all got rings. You're a class act, Danny Gonzalez. You're an absolute class act for doing that and recognizing excellence the very few times that we had it. My 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 high school coach, you know, just one of the greatest guys was a, a fantastic running back, the best. He's a he's a theology teacher of it, the Saint Saint Pius the Tenth. But I mean, can you imagine if we recorded uh, rec recruited more locally and just really started to build up? That would build out back out to all of those other schools. The Centennial High School coach, guy who played, I played against at Socorro. He's running an unbelievable football program that went in and beat Cleveland on their pitch, on their field to wow. open up the season. That's, who, that's the first time after 5,600 days or something that both the Rio Rancho Rams and the Cleveland Storm both lost on the very same day at their home. It had never actually happened. James Yotis did a great write-up on this type of thing. I did all the play-by-play, -play, you might remember, back in 2013 for the Cleveland Storm. I remember those And days, all yeah. those guys went... They all wanted to start going to the University of New Mexico. They want to stay here, play here, be in front of their fans, be in front of their people. And we got the horses to do this. We got the horses to make this actually work. Like this state could get a complete and total turnaround. How long is it going to take? Probably a generation. We're probably looking at 20 years, folks. 20 years. 15 to 20 years. Am I excited about it? Well, the same thing with politics. I'm not that excited about our prospects this year unless we can come together as a team, wear the same shirt, and say, hey, you know what? We're going to put our best men out there on the field and back them all. 
and fundraise and give them what they need and have a plan and go by, you know, when you walk blocks, right? Walk, knock, talk. Love doing that. I did it for a Democrat, unfortunately, but he was, he's my cousin, Raymond Sanchez, one of the smartest guys there is. He's definitely a Democrat, but Raymond, you're a good man. I learned so, so much from you. He talked to every person. We walked to every door. We asked every person how, how he's doing. What do you need? What's going on? And we checked off the list. And then I have to go and, you know who I'd have to give my, all my lists to? Maggie Hart Stebbins. She was the one. Yeah. Eddie, did you turn in your list? Like, here they are, Maggie. And we go in, we go with, and she had everybody organized. I mean, it was tight. It was good. You care about your place. You show up. Fundamentals, right? Dribbling, kicking, blocking, tackling. You could all do that out there. 49 days to get it done. And it's really, it's funny. The first hour you get done, the second one, then you just get it in your heart and your soul and your blood. And then you just keep wanting to do it. You can't stop wanting to sell to people about the good ideas that could happen. If people have something to complain about, guess what? You're nipping that thing in the bud and you say, well, here's what we can do. This is the guy. These are the policies. This is what we can possibly get done. If only you decide to vote different than you did the last three times. And we look at these things. We're like, oh, look how he voted. He didn't vote in this and this. He's not a public school voter. Oh, he doesn't miss an election. Or he hasn't voted since the 2012, 2014, 20, like, you could look up all these things, how motivated these people are. What was the good thing about Donald Trump is he brought people out of their basement. He got them motivated, excited. What's politics? I don't know, but I like this Trump. He's going to really give it to him. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he did. He gave it to all of them. And us. one of the guys, he used to be on our air, America Now with Andy Dean. Remember we used to carry Andy Dean? He yep. was good. Andy Dean was good, right? And he was on Trump's team, and I was in correspondence with him. Um, Lipinski, Lipinski was uh, his actual name. I don't know where he's at or what he's doing, but I used to talk to him all the time. He's from Boston, right? Harvard. Smart guy. National debate champion. You might have seen him in season one in The Apprentice, Andy. Right? I think he made it to top four, top three. He ended up hanging out and doing all the work with Eric Trump, Donald Trump, working with them. Ran his national show on our air by way of premier radio networks. Well, what did they do? They organized, they engineered, they computerized, they got everything done and they made a miracle happen. And it can happen. It can happen in your district, your board, like all of these things. If you decide to do the same things every single day. Part of the problem is, is there's just a few people doing the heavy lifting. And that's what happens within the Republican party itself. That's the problem. It's like, well, they're not doing anything. I'm not going to help. Okay. okay, Yeah, that's really helpful. I'm glad you pointed out to me that the Republican Party isn't doing anything and you're not doing anything either. That sounds like a win-win situation. <laughs> like, how can you not get behind and walk, say, you know what? There's this guy that you're familiar with and his name is Mark Ronchetti. You've seen him on the weather. You've seen him for years for a name that you can trust. He's got a family. He's got uh, roots here in New Mexico. And we've seen him. We can trust him. He's on the TV every single night. And he's a nice man. And I believe that you guys should get behind Mark Ronchetti because he wants to end catch and release. You've seen these criminals that are out there and they get right back out. And the Albuquerque Public uh, Police Department is having to recatch these criminals over and over and over again. 
Why do they do that? Well, because we don't have catch and we, we have this catch and release program here that really seeds on the side. And this is the reason why you don't feel safe in your home, your neighborhood, your city. That's why you're embarrassed to say this. And maybe we can change it. Maybe if we can just consider, I realize that you're a Democrat and I realize that you have these, you know, beliefs in this, but Mark is different. Mark doesn't care about party. Mark, Mark doesn't care about anything. He just cares about something different than what Michelle Lujan Grisham is because we can't take another four years of what we had. Let's make history. Let's not keep reelecting the same politicians cycle after cycle. Let's get new blood in there. Mark Ronchetti is your guy. He also wants to fight for tougher laws. Our laws are way too loose. We've got to do something different than what we've done. Mark Ronchetti is going to make sure that we're going to go ahead and fight for more tougher laws. How about securing the border? Yes, I realize that you didn't like the way that maybe Donald Trump talked about the immigrants or maybe it was a little bit too hard-nosed and all that kind of stuff. But if we could just secure the border, you know, maybe, maybe somebody you love won't die because they did an overdose of fentanyl or heroin or, you know, maybe somebody won't have a random act of violence that happened to them because of the illegal immigration problem that's here in our state. I'm not trying to say that they're a direct result, but they have to survive and to sustain themselves. So sometimes they resort to other things. That's ultimately, besides that and homelessness, lead to higher levels of crime. Every homeless person, I hate to say it, and it, it pains me because, you know, my grandmother was, was homeless. She was schizophrenic, okay? You know, she lived on the streets, but she was victimized as much as she created victims. She was a kleptomaniac. She had some problems. She wrote bad checks. She did things to sort of keep herself above water, but she was probably raped. She was probably abused. She was probably a drug user. And she was a victim of the state, but, 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 but just maybe, just maybe if we secure the border, you know, and, and, and endless homelessness and how do we do it is by holding people like, maybe we can do that. Why don't you vote for Mark Ronchetti? Why don't, you know, they're pulling all this money. They give a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. For what? You saw what Mayor Keller did. Look at what Mayor Keller did. This is the way you sell to people, folks. You just talk to them. You ask them the questions and you answer the questions differently. Now, you don't talk like me on the radio, right? When you're approaching people and you knock on their door, you stand about 10 feet away. Hi, I'm here on behalf. And they'll tell you right away. And you respect people's property. They didn't want to talk to me. They shut the door. And you mark it down and you say, okay, well, Okay, no, do, do not worry, do not worry. And then at the end of that, you get through, I don't know, 500 doors, 1,000 doors, 2,000 doors. Like, hey, this doesn't look so bad. We took all these numbers. We had all this information. We had all this stuff coming in. We found out our information was wrong because we found out in a campaign sidekick that certain people weren't doing the very walking, talking, knocking, blocking that they said that they were going to do. They were controlled opposition right within our party. In fact, some of the very people, I'm embarrassed to say, who work for my campaign have now decided to go ahead and get involved with one Karen Bedoni. Why? When you have a superior candidate who graduated from college, who have you seen and trusted for 20 years, who's raised a very solid amount of money, who has brought Ron DeSantis down here, who has the ability to communicate, in my opinion, as effectively as I do, and somebody that you can truly trust. And you're telling me you're not going to get on board with this guy because you've got a, a bone to pick, an axe to grind, or you don't want the Republicans to win. Oh, okay. You, maybe you don't want your state to win. 90 years of Democratic rule enough for you? You don't want to approach people and, like, point out, oh, don't you know, you're, you're driving the state down. That's not going to motivate anybody. Not a person. Nobody's ever going to listen to you. 
It's a result of your stuff that you've been voting for for years. You're responsible. I'm here to knock on your door and tell you, hey, don't be stupid. Vote for Mark Ronchetti. Nobody talks like that. You're not going to get, you're not going to sell anybody. Just show up, ask questions, be approachable, be nice, well-mannered. I always tell my kids, you know this, Rudy, right? Yeah. The best thing that helps your kids is manners. Not, it's not anything else. It's a weird thing. It's a weird level of currency, right? That's a good way to go about things, right? Like, like mere manners. That's everything. Target illegal drugs. Want to support the police? Back our boys in blue. 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and call in. I'll let you jump in uh, first, Rudy. Anything you want to say real quick? Yeah, you know, everything you're saying here is really talking about how to sell Ronchetti. No, but everything you're saying is interesting uh, with the coach when he leaves Albuquerque. And I think that's a very important thing. That's where you start looking at the world is a bunch bigger than when you just live in Albuquerque and never, never move out of here. And then he brings back those great ways of living and he tries to help. Oh, he brings other- back the history when we were successful. That's Reminding it. people of when we were successful uh, brings the overall confidence, builds tradition, reinforces that what is achievable. You know, he played under Coach Francione. They went to the Insight.com Bowl. That would have been my class, you know, that went in. Right. We had some of the best athletes. You know, myself, we had, uh, you know, Matt Simmons, who was part of that. I think Winslow Oliver had taken off the NFL a couple of years before. You know, we had uh, uh, Chris Griffin, who was a friend of mine. Uh, we had uh, uh, Sloan, who ended up playing for the Detroit Lions. Griffin played for the Carolina Panthers. Winslow paid for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Scotty McGarrahan, who was part of my whole class. I'm like, man, you give these guys all these rings uh, during that time, Scott McGarrahan played for the Oilers, or excuse me, uh, what, not the, the Titans uh, for years. You know, I mean, these were all friends of mine at the University of New Mexico. And these are guys that remind us that we, what was achievable? We got to the inside.com bowl. We lost 2013 to, 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 Tucson, to U of A Wildcats, but still that's an achievement. That's what coach Fran uh, brought in coach Francione. You know, he run a, a number of ch- a national championships over at Pittsburgh state. You know, he did some really good stuff, but we had crowds, throngs, thousands of people that would show up. We had more people that show up in one game that maybe showed up for an entire season three years ago before Danny came. And that is a big deal. That's it, because he's bringing back, he's trying to reignite the culture that he lived in. And then he learned when he left, and not everybody has a chance to leave Albuquerque for a period of time. And he came back. That, that's my point. Yeah. He came back to bring back that culture to this sti- to this city, to this state. And many of us who can't leave Albuquerque, I was lucky enough to leave Albuquerque. I lived in Los Angeles for 20 years. And I've brought back some things that, you know, a lot of people resist the stuff that I try and put together. But the fact is the people that do like what I put together recognize that it is to better this community and I do it kind of selfishly because I love my grandnephews. Mm-hmm. I want to make something for them, just like you love your kids. You want to make something for them. And I love my community and the place where we live. And that's, that's what exa- this is all about. I'm not. I'm never thinking about like, oh, what's better for me? Because I certainly wouldn't have chose radio. Right. And it so, wouldn't have helped me at all. And so there, so therein lies where I'm going with this. You know, I look at the negative that we see going on all the time when it comes to politics, and that you alluded to it earlier in the hour. You know, the whole thing that that we put together bring. Uh, New Mexico to life.com. That is something that, in fact, I will bring you a check tomorrow. I want that spot running on this radio station oh, between okay. now. Yeah. I will bring you a check tomorrow All if right. we can put that spot on the air. All right. We'll Here's on. the thing it's a positive thing. You don't have to worry about are they good people or are they bad people? Here's what you need to look at 
The state is last in most everything that matters to us in crime, in inflation, with education, with all the little things like drunk driving is bigger in Albuquerque than it is in any state that surrounds us. We are worse off than any state around us. We need to bring a culture back that says, you know what? I want to be proud of where I live because my kids are going to grow up here because my grandkids are going to grow up here and I want them to have a future here. You need to go look at that because it's going to tell you, all right, I can either go to the polls and vote to keep things where we're dead last, or I can bring New Mexico to life and vote for people that are going to actually make these things come off. We're no longer going to be first in crime. We're no longer going to be last in education. Bring New Mexico to life.com. Bring NM to life.com. Either one of them are going to get you to that website. And you need to look at it. If you look at that and then you think of who you're going to vote for and why. And vote. Then go vote. <clears throat> you got to go vote. There's this. Uh, you're either going to keep New Mexico dead last <sighs> or you're going to bring Mexico to life. A lot life. of people are just like throwing that. I'm not going to vote. Uh, Carla, you are in the Kiva. Go ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, as I recall from my sales classes and marketing classes, uh, questions are the answer. It was a lecture put together by a uh, gentleman at USC in California. And that always seemed to be the answer was questions like, what do you like about what you currently have? What do you don't like about what you currently have? How do you think things would be better if you had a voice in this? And, of course, it goes on for a couple hours. I've played that thing numerous times. And like with, uh, we've got Bedoni yeah, that was mentioned earlier. Who is funding her campaign? Where is that money coming from? Who are the people behind it? What is her actual mission statement? Because like uh, running for office, any business has a mission statement to say, I am going to do this. I'm going to benefit the people in my audience with this. And that ends up going into the idea that we've got two ears and one mouth. That's a good point, Victor. I also want to say I think that's important uh, for phrasing. Uh, when you ask questions and you don't answer them and they are forced to answer themselves, even if they don't answer them in front of you, that's uh, allowing the person to give themselves choices. And uh, that choicing that goes on when they're making their selection of whatever they're choosing to do can only be advanced in a tone and a delivery that's going to help them come to a decision or a conclusion. You know, it's oftentimes it says a realtor never sells a house. A car salesman never sells a house. They just don't get in the way of the sale. And the way to do that is to make sure that they have the options, that they're informed, much like an attorney has to give someone or a physician has to give somebody uh, informed consent. They're already consenting. They wouldn't be in front of you to buy the object if it wasn't there. The same thing with the politician. You know, here's the thing is they should be there. You have to educate them. And the tone is so important. Yet, you know, we've had this thing drilled down to us from Michelle Lujan Grisham. You will accept. This is the best. Can you believe how well we've done? And look at all the things we're doing for you. And it's lie, 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 lie. And when the opposition has been crowded out by the information, thank you, Rudy, for sending those spots. When the information is crowded out by by having the news, not even giving the other side a voice, then we don't even get the choice. And that's the they're they're basically, um, you know, 
dictating to people what they should uh, go ahead and vote for. And it's more of the same. And they're the ones who have been rewarded this entire time. So that's very good. Um, uh, very quickly, uh, Dictionary Dave is, is working on a little bit of some information. Um, I know that you shared it on uh, Nat and Jaybird's uh, show on Saturday afternoon. Very quickly, uh, Veterans Affairs uh, does not currently have any doctors at its facilities to service the veterans and the homeless uh, veteran population here. Uh, some things have gone on as of late, and I heard from two of the people uh, who called in alarmingly, and I said I didn't have any more information, but that you're working on it. What do you know thus far? What What do you know about the story? I've uh, put the feelers out. I've got a few people lined up to interview with uh, tomorrow morning and probably Friday. One gentleman used to run the VA here, the R.G. Murphy facility. And I'm hoping he will actually show up so that I can go through a list of questions and see what sort of inside baseball he knows and contacts he may still have. And, of course, tomorrow is dealing with a whole lot of Vietnam veterans that have been basically shrugged off when it comes to care. Some get preferential treatment. Others, like myself, it's cancellation, 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 cancellation. Like I mentioned on uh, Liberty Lovers, you always got to keep your documentation when you're dealing with any sort of governmental agency. 100%. That's very good. Yep. I got a four drawer filing cabinet full of paper that I really don't need, but I do need because who I'm dealing with. Yeah. So they're, I'm they're, almost always, they're always right. They control the territory. And, uh, um, if you complain, they'll make sure that you don't complain again. And they figure out ways to do that as well. Anything else, sir? Uh, yes, I was almost tempted to make a drive down to Deming to take a look at that facility. I was looking at the uh, Google Earth and oh, all that. Yeah. And apparently Deming has grown considerably since the last time I was there. <laughs> yeah, funny that. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of new people uh, that are through there. I recently drove through there. Um, what was it? I'm trying to remember when exactly. Yeah, yeah, last uh, September, October, uh, during that time I had driven through there. It's a Beautiful part of the state, uh, to be sure. We grow all our grapes uh, down there for our wonderful wines that we originated ahead of everyone else. First place to grow wine, 1629, uh, here in uh, this state of New Mexico. So, yeah, it is kind of incredible, but it has grown tremendously. And I know that uh, Carmen down there, who frequently calls into Dinah Show or Liberty Nat Show or whatever, um, she is constantly talking about, uh, you know, what they have done to kind of open up the borders and it's bad. So yeah, if you get a chance to drive down there, let us know what's going on. We'll uh, hear from people, uh, where we can on that. I'm also looking for anybody that is down there as a contact to be able to send pictures so that we can actually have something to post online to say, look, this is actually happening. This is a physical picture of what is going on. Apparently, that old army base is no longer outside of town. It's just west. Okay. And looking at the uh, satellite photos, that used to be quite the active training base for World War II. The slabs for the barracks are still there, but of course the barracks are gone. But if anybody that is, has access to that region. Uh, you mind if I plug a uh, email address? That's up to you. <laughs> sure. You okay. Can do whatever you want. All right. D-A-V-E-B-U-G like golf. 
protonmail.com. I would love to see any pictures that somebody can come up with that I could actually upload and download and send off showing what is going on down there. So Dave Bog, tw- 2004 at protonmail.com. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. There we go, Dave. I appreciate it very much. 550-5500. Okay. I got to get to these stories. Uh, Rudy, you sent me some stuff. I'm getting more texts. People are signing into campaign sidekick uh, for the Republican Party. That's good. Uh, remember, everything is GPS tracked on that. They can know where you've been, what you've done, at what time, and how you did it. So just understand uh, that campaign side t- sidekick is a very powerful tool. Uh, I, adverge, I advise and urge you strongly. You have, uh, what is it, 17 days until early voting? Is that what it is? Right, two, two weeks, weeks from today. Yeah, two, oh, two weeks today, 14 days. Okay, so early voting is going to start. Uh, get motivated, get out there, and uh, get people informed. And then, of course, we'll be covering uh, the results of, of that. I have not Check looked. Check that three weeks from today, sorry. Three weeks. Yeah. Let me see. I'll see. I was, right, I was striking it right in the middle. Uh, what what's going on with uh, what's what's Joe Monahan trying to do? Slipping away three Albuquerque house seats had hopes for good looks for Dems fundraising key factor as well as abortion. Let's see. Um, plus Howie on the hustings. I don't know what this is about. Oh, this representative uh, Herndon. How does yeah? How does uh, Nicole Chavez have a two to one cash? Go help Nicole Chavez, folks. That's one of the things that you guys can do against this. Uh, race baiting representative Pamela Herndon, right? Uh, yeah. She's got a, a bit of a, a activist streak in her uh, background. Uh, Looked that up. Kirsten Johnson has raised a boatload of money in her effort to take Natalie Figueroa, but has District 30 Northeast Heights incumbent, but the R's are going to make a play up there as it appears to be Johnson. Okay, so we'll look at all this kind of stuff and we'll, we'll cover uh, some of this stuff. I guess the lieutenant governor race, are those voted separately? I don't know the answer. They're to that. not one bubble. I did learn that. So if you're voting for Mark Ronchetti, you're voting for him. If you're voting for Ann Thornton, you're voting for him. The two do not uh, share a bubble. Really? I don't understand that. I don't get that because if Ronchetti wins, then so does Ann. He's the lieutenant. Well, where the hell's Ann? Well, he's doing a lot of campaigning in the south part of the state. I know. That. I haven't heard. Th- I tried to get an interview with him at CPAC. He didn't have time for me. You know what? I'll, if you're still interested, I'll get you time with him. Uh, I don't. I, I'm a radio station. It's not about me being interested. I'll, I'll talk about about whatever. It's up. To, it's their job to get interested. I, I called out to a representative today. She ain't going to return my call. I'm like, it's not my job. You used my radio station last time to get elected. Let's not forget that. Not to mention the amount of money that I raised for you. And I'm tired of doing that. I just don't have to do it. I don't care how you feel about me. I want you reelected, even if you hate me. It doesn't bother me. And I'm the one who's proved right. I got into a, a particular altercation. I told this person to F off, don't talk to me. Because she wanted to, to, to support John Rockwell for party chair. And you guys all found out how wrong you all were for doing so. Incredibly yeah, wrong. Yeah, I have to I slap, I have to I slap around every single person in the Republican Party because they're so incredibly stupid. And now you're going to go and, 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 and support Sarah Jane Allen for, for state party chair. Are that's you kidding scary. me? That's no, there's a scary thought. If you or, want to have or Robert Aragon or Steve Pierce, like none of these, none of the, no, Stephanie Lord. No, you know exactly who I've, I'm talking about. Stephanie Lord. No, she has not been on. She, she originally started her first time. She started going out even before her gun stuff. She, before she came out, 
I reached out to her, said, if you want to come on, you want to go ahead and get on the air, I, that's fine with me. I need to talk to her about the election because I believe, I believe that we need her, despite the fact that for whatever reason, but you don't support the wrong, wrong things. You don't support the wrong people. You don't support the people. And you guys all got involved in, in doing that instead of supporting me for mayor. Like you could not wait to do that. Well, the Just problem, same way that they same way that they cheated the same thing with the congressional race. Well, you saw that all of a sudden you got big fat Mark Moore's running in with all this whole and saying, hey, we're going to take this over. We're going to make sure that Eddie Aragon's like I would have beaten. I would have I, I would have absolutely beaten completely and to totally beaten. Uh, what's her name? What's uh, um, I, I can't think of her first congressional district. What's her name? I, I can't remember it. I, yeah. I can see the exactly. Sign. She didn't have any name, no brand recognition, no anything. She had nothing. Stansberry, whatever. Stansberry, right. Yeah, the, the redhead lesbian, right? She didn't have anything. And they went and it's like, would have decimated that woman top to bottom. That would have been a, an, an easy win. I'd have probably picked that up by three or four points. Like, do I want the Hispanic male? up in Washington, D.C., on the floor of Congress in this special election, like, you would have taken it back. The Republicans would have taken it back. I would have won. Easy. Lisa Martinez walks up and says, oh, I had no idea you had that much support. Well, why the hell did you get in? You took my vote, you idiot. What, what is wrong with you? Why did you get in? You split it enough times and we have enough people to make sure that Eddie doesn't get enough support because they only lost the state party chair by one. But anyway, I dig it. All right, I got to talk about these uh, other articles very quickly. I had so much stuff all lined out uh, today. I'll put this back in the pre-show prep uh, tomorrow. Been dealing with a lot of stuff. You'll get everything that uh, you guys are paying for uh, beginning tomorrow. I have to reorganize and re uh, reset a, a few things. So um, ultimately, you know, this began as a radio station, is a radio station, and will continue to be a radio station. Uh, we have uh, traversed the television uh, angle of this. Uh, we have been putting out, you know, various other things that are supplemental to the main thing, which is, of course, uh, the radio with the programming and the various other things. Let's not forget the thing that has always funded this radio station uh, is our advertisers. And I talk to them and they get results and they get attention. And the hardest thing to put together is getting this programming and maintaining a level of ratings that we can achieve so that we can go ahead and provide said programming which includes electricity and board and engineering and all the other stuff that goes on with this. There's, there's way more involved, okay, than just this radio show, okay? It's, it takes a lot to do it, and I appreciate uh, Rudy's help over the year, his tower, tireless, despite the fact that we do disagree on, I'd say, a fair amount of things. Um, Rudy and I have continued to uh, work together. Um, after five red states passed voter suppression bills, voting turnout boomed. Oh, the Brennan Center for Justice added a press release that Arizona was taking center stage in the relentless effort. The Brenner, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the corrupt CIA official who was deplatformed by Donald Trump. To rein in voter participation in the name of election security, pending bills and think tank claim that were aimed at making voting by mail harder. Left-leaning, how about communist left? Five different states that went up after more people participated. Happen. You need to do it. Um, <clears throat> something my, uh, my family's involved in, uh, last time around was uh, restoring power to Puerto Rico, poor people in Puerto Rico, my, uh, friends who are out there. And then of course my, my sister has been just totally out of, out of communication with me. She restored, did you know that my sister restored power to all of Puerto Rico? Really? Yeah. Big deal. Big, big deal. 
yeah, they, they fly helicopters, land the towers, have the ropes. It's, it's a big deal. It's and restore. Hard. That's great. Well, there's only so much you can do. Right. You know, like this is, it's hard work. Uh, fragile power grid in Puerto Rico in the path of uh, Hurricane Fiona. I've never known Fiona. Except Apple. Great music. I'm a criminal. Has created an island-wide crisis as the territory's electrical system went completely out of service due to Fiona. These poor people who live there. On Sunday afternoon, a transmission grid knocked out 1.4 million tracked residents on the island, according to power outage. Outages were at over 500,000 residents on Sunday morning. Can you imagine not having power and dealing with that? And then on top of that, they got even more, not even more rain after that. A uh, terrible thing was something I wanted to, one of the reasons why I started talking about football is because uh, BYU, Mormons, all this kind of stuff. High school quarterback TC Manomalin Milnaka, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but it's something like that, was excited to attend the BYU Oregon game on Saturday. Manomaliki Maka is a Mormon and lives in Salem, Oregon. So seeing his home state school host, the school affiliated with his re- uh, religion, was a pretty special occasion for him. Two days before the matchup, the North Salem quarterback shared a tweet explaining how excited he was to view the game. Well, guess what happened? He left the BYU Oregon game early after expressing his after it said F the Mormons and a chant broke out. Whoa. Isn't that sad? Real classy chants from Oregon fans and students. Why is it okay to chant this about members of this specific religion? Yeah. Intolerance. Oregon issued an apology but did not address any sort of punishment for anyone in the video. But now let's not forget the fake hate crime apparently by the BYU fans. Now you get, you're going to hate the athletes and nothing to do with any of this. I mean, that's, that's kind of insane, right? Oregon fans behaved a shameful fashion during a win over BYU. They traveled to Eugene to battle the Ducks, and instead of having fans having fun with the game, they chose to take a shot at the Mormon faith. During the matchup, several fans were filmed shouting, F the Mormon. Why isn't this national news? Why is this front page? Oh, because we're going we're gonna to attack the Mormons. That's, that's what happened. It's football season. A Beyond Meat executive, Doug Ramsey, accused of biting man's nose in road rage attack outside the college football game. <laughs> Arkansas officials said, Beyond Meat Chief Operations Officer Ramsey has been accused of a road rage outside the game between Arkansas and Missouri State in Fayetteville, according to the police report obtained by CBS News. An executive of vegan food products. I'm not making this up, folks. This is like a real thing. <laughs> he can't. He can't make it. Beyond meat. Biting a man's nose. He went for the meat. He went for the nose. Look at this guy. He looks like a meat eater, but he's, he was released after posting $11,100 bond on Sunday. 53-year-old Fayetteville, uh, Fayetteville man attacked another man who tried to inch in front of him in the parking garage traffic lane and made contact with the wheel on Ramsey's support utility vehicle. A police officer responding to the <coughs> reported disturbance arrived to find two males with bloody faces. <laughs> I haven't been in a fight since middle school. Rob Tolliver kicked his butt. I'm like, don't bleed on me, Rob! <laughs> don't bleed on me popped him in the face like don't bleed on me don't do it man don't do it racing for trouble amtrak cancels all long distance trains in anticipation of strike we know that they got through all of that but i found out today Gag, what 
They never were going to strike. Talk to my buddy over at the UP, the Upers. And the Upers are different, by the way. That's Michigan. That's a whole different thing. Uh, U.S. spent 1.7 times more money to fight COVID than WW2. We're spending a lot of money fighting those. Little <laughs> remember, remember, like the Midwesterners, like man, we're, those ain't we're gonna we're gonna take out those angry Japs. Like they used to say stuff like that. Yeah. Like, well, you who talks like that? Come on, guys. One point seven times more money to fight that, and then World War Two. The U.S. Uh, ethanol plants are allowed to pollute more than oil refineries, according to Reuters. Yep. U.S. Congress mandated the blending of biofuels such as corn-based ethanol into gasoline. One of the top goals, reducing greenhouse gas emissions. 15 years later, we're finding out that they have doubled the amount of emissions coming from those ethanol plants. Huh? Green energy. It's uh, great. And finally, in a postmortem, Domino's, Heinz, and a porn company offer a weird condolence message to Queen Elizabeth II. That's right. During her historic reign. Some people think that the queen has been dead for some time, by the way. that uh, This is all just... Made to deal with the 24th of September. It's uh, kind of weird. They sent pics out. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth, the global leader whose grace and influence span so many generations. Rockstar Games, Gap Incorporated, Gap UK, eBay. And then, of course, you have porn sites. Mm-hmm. Long live the queen. See you tomorrow, bright and early here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.